Richard, do I have a mark on my face? It really hurts. Nope, nothing. I thought I hit you on the shoulder. My shoulder doesn't hurt very much, but my face does. Right here. Not here or here so much, but right here. Nope. Ship shape. Waitress, could I get that shrimp cocktail I saw in the glass case? Yep. And you, what can I get? Jesus, what happened to your face? I knew it. <laughs> See, Richard. I'll have chicken wings. Kitchen's closed until dinner. Just got cold stuff and desserts. Boy, some chicken wings had really hit the spot. You sure it's closed? Let me check. Yep, it's closed. Okay. I'll just have a sugar packet or two. <laughs> hey, what's your name? Helen. That's nice. You look like a Helen. Helen, we're both in sales. Let me tell you why I suck as a salesman. Let's say I go into some guy's office. Let's say he's even remotely interested in buying something. Well, then I get all excited. I'm like, Jojo, the idiot circus boy with a pretty new pet. The pet is my possible sale. Oh, my pretty little pet. I love you. So I stroke it, and I pet it, and I massage it. Yeah, I love it. I love my little naughty pet. You're naughty. And then I take my naughty pet and I go. <laughs> oh, I killed it. I killed my sale. <laughs> That's when I blow it. That's when people like us have got to forge ahead, Helen. Am I right? God, you're sick. Started back in action. Lawson's already falling asleep. Just really into it, Lawson. Ah, coming off that bow hog bash. Bow hog bash. Yeah. Is your microphone on, Lawson? I don't. I don't uh, think you're on there, buddy. Well, you're not talking in it. It's on right now. It's barely on. You're barely talking in it. Barely off. Well, we'll have to make sure it works. You're really doing. Really starting off. The crowd's really into it, though. Oh yeah. Well, we've been gone for a while, so you know. They missed us. They missed us. I'll make sure I get Lawson on here in a second. Well, you know, we got a lot of things. Do it live! I, I'll write it and we'll do it live. <laughs> well, rest in peace. He's gone. He ain't doing right. nothing live no more. Sucks. Oh, yeah. No, but I'm sure he'll show up somewhere. There you are. Oh, yeah. What's there? Yeah. See now, it's there. Get, I'm literally talking to it. It sounds. It sounds very yeah. hollowy. Yeah. Yeah. It does sound a bit hollow. 
It is hollow, like your soul. Oh, I'm hot now. Are you getting up close enough to it, Lawson? I'm right. I think you might have adjusted me, Paul, because I got a little too hot. Hello. There we go. I just sound tinny. There you go. There it is. Now we can actually hear him. All right. All right. All right. Well, always something. Always something. I was like fly fishing after dark right there. I was back on it. (laughs) I know you got to work for that. You got to like really pick your ear up to it to hear those guys sometimes. Uh, well, they got all that fancy equipment. It's just, you know. They've worked on it, though. They're, you can actually hear them now. Okay. Yeah. That's just mm-hmm. assuming. Ah, that must have been a shit. <sighs> well, it's been like over a month and a week. Mm-hmm. It's been too long, but we've been busy. Yeah, everybody's been traveling. Everybody's been fishing. No Appaloosa this time. Starting off a little Van Halen. Uh, <laughs> well, you like that? You like a little like Van it. Halen yeah, action? Yeah. yeah. A little different. Jamming up a little bit. Yeah. You want you want yeah. more of it? Y'all be quiet here. We'll just have a Van Halen jam session yeah. for the day. Forget Let's just the be done and just play Van Halen. <laughs> Let's just be a DJ for Van Halen. Yeah, uh, Lawson would love that. <laughs> Lawson's with us today. Yeah, I saw Van Halen in concert. They were awesome. It was well, a good time. Yeah, yeah I saw Dynamite that. Drop in. It was about five years ago. <laughs> Dynamite Dave. <laughs> Dynamite Drop in. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. where'd you see these guys at? You could do Atlanta. Hmm? Yeah, you see them in Atlanta. Atlanta. Meg hated it. I was there. I, I had a good time. Who was, was the uh, lead? Who was the uh, lead singer? That's a good question. It was Dave. Five years ago? Yeah. No, well, he was only around was, for a year. This was two years. This was two years ago. Who was the lead singer? Who's the lead singer? I don't know. I don't remember. It's only Dave now. No, it's not. It's uh, Axl and, Rose is now singing it. And Van Halen? Yeah, I'll look it up. But well, I'm just telling you. I thought, Axl Axl Rose, I thought Axl Rose went to ACDC. It might have been ACDC. Well, yeah, yeah. Axl Rose went to ACDC because he's got that. Well, they've, they've changed lead singers like a thousand times, Van Halen yeah. has. Well, when I saw him five, six years ago in Atlanta, it was it was, it was was Dave. That was mm. a reunion tour. Yeah. And it only lasted one year. And what's his name? Son was the bassist. Uh, that would be Wolfgang. 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 That's it. Yeah. Van Halen. Well, yeah, I heard uh, Guns N' Roses are going on like a reunion tour here pretty soon. But Axel's like, it's hard to look at Axel as like Axel now because he's a fat Axel. Like he's, and that's he's fine. Axel. You know, he's like a double wide Axel. Like I he, think he, look, he, he looks weird. Like you, you know, you look back at all the old pictures where he's all skinny and tattooed. Like and it sounded like he belonged in like that band. But now you look at him and he's like, you know, he's my size and he's got real ratty hair. And the difference is though. Tattoos. The difference is with that though. If he wouldn't have been such an asshole back in the day, you wouldn't mind him being fat. The That's fact true. he was a cocky piece of shit, and they're like, <laughs> "Fuck you!" Now you're fat. Yeah, now he's ugly. Yeah, he looks he looks horrible. Like yeah. he just doesn't look good. Like okay, you can be fat and still look like a normal person. He just looks bad. Like he looks. Well, he had a lot of plastic <laughs> surgery too. I think he uh, just looks like a weird. It's like yeah. Mickey Rourke or something. Like yeah, all of a sudden yeah. he just Real plastic face. Really terrible. <laughs> Old plastic face. Old well, plastic. It is good to be back there doing this again. Yeah, yeah, man, I miss it. Like, I mean. We've all been doing pretty cool things, which, you know, there's acceptable reasons to not record. And I think so well, far we've kind of been doing it. You and know. also, you went on like, like a 10-day off. That means you've had to work. Like, you're the hard guy to nail down typically. Oh, yeah, so yeah. It's hard to do this show on a Monday. And yeah. you've been off on Mondays. Yeah, well, and, and, and I don't really normally have a set schedule, but the last like three or four weeks, yeah, for some reason, I've worked every Tuesday through Friday. Like, it's just been consistent so monday has really been all i've had so i'm sorry sorry fellas well will and i were talking about 
have planned out days where we know you're going to be off on a Saturday and we just do it like on a Saturday night, like no a month ahead. I'm off every single Saturday. Okay, well then we just got to get Will, we got to get Will in for it. <laughs> so unless I'm out of town, there's really no reason I'm ever not going to be. Here well, on Will's Saturday. the wild card. Man. I'm the wild card. He's Doug. the weekend wild Always card. Always have been. Doug mm-hmm. will find a reason not to come though. What? Hello. <laughs> well, now you can't do things on Saturdays because you and Meg are loving each other. Well, I can still do things. Well, you said you can't do things on Saturday. I saw the email. Saturdays in a row. Took him two comments to get that girlfriend cotton name in. <laughs> Speaking of that, that Lawson went to Barcelona, then was here for four days, then went to Mexico. How was that little Mexico round robin for you? Uh, it was really good. I had a lot of fun. I mean, it was like, what? Three weeks gone from work, pretty much. Yeah, tell you got about, to so. you got to compare Spanish too, like Spanish, Spanish to, to Mexican. Spanish. Like, yeah, well, they're different. So in Barcelona, they don't speak Spanish. It's like a mix of Spanish and French. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, it did sound better, but it, just it sounded way better. Smack me in the face with the. <laughs> you literally have to talk in the. You got to talk into it. <laughs> I'm just going to hold You're it. You're being Larry Luttrell right now. Yeah. Larry Luttrell. Hey, 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 guys. Yeah, well, if this thing was on like a better stand, man. Okay. Uh, stand, uh, but, he, needs, uh, he needs a headphone mic. No, no. There you go. Continue. Be all the way down on the floor to talk into the guest mic. Garth. But, um, <laughs> no, it was awesome. Like, in Barcelona, they don't actually speak Spanish. It's like French and Spanish. Mm. So it's Franish. Yeah. When we went to Mexico, I was telling all the guides that French. Bonjourno, amigos. Bonjourno, amigos. I like French like way better. <laughs> <laughs> they speak French. French. <laughs> yeah. All the guides in Mexico were super interested in that for some reason. Uh, Only thing I had to say that they were curious about. So. French, French dressing on <laughs> your taco. You like, like speak some French. <laughs> I speak Mexican. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so you did some loving in Barcelona and Europe. Yep. I love how the waiters. Ta- Lawson told me a story that the the waiters went up to his girlfriend in the restaurant in Spain and like in broken English like. So what do you want to order? And then they looked at Lawson. They're like, I love better couple of Fuck this guy. Uh, he looks. He he could be from like Portugal or Spain. I think right. Kind of Euro looking. Yeah. yeah. Very very conquistador. You should start look. wearing like black pants rolled up tight with white socks like all the Euros do. You could tell those. You can tell them when they're skinny Euros. skinny jeans like and they dress up for black everything. Shirts. At least in Italy, like everybody was always dressed up. Like no matter what. There's like, an old there was never. There's an old portrait somewhere of a guy, a conquistador that looks like Lawson that has that whole beef eater thing around. Oh, there. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Conquistador. Yeah, beef eater thing. Meg was telling me that when I had to come visit, or when I come visit her, that I had to, like, bring nice clothes to wear everywhere. Because normally all I wear is, like, T-shirts Well, they don't. Shorts. Yeah, because like, people don't. You, know, you don't see somebody out, just but. walking around. You don't see these Euro guys walking around in just T-shirt and shorts. Well, like, you just what, don't. That's like, what was weird. There were no shorts, yeah. But when I got there, it was everyone was Caprice. just in, like, it was like the <laughs> skater style now. Everyone. Uh, was wearing t-shirts and jeans and that was it so and everybody has at least one cigarette lit oh yeah at they least smoke one like sons of yeah. over there yeah france was like everyone capri's capri pants were big when i was over there the last time i went like i don't remember that i remember a lot of men wearing capri pants like I, that was a i thing. could see you in a pair of capris mm-hmm. i can't no <laughs> with a capri sun just having a <laughs> yeah day. no i could see me with a capri sun or two <laughs> that's right why don't they make an adult capri sun like like a full leader like the, it's a liter sack. The child, the child, the child version's hard enough to get in. Oh, that's it true. really is. Or just instead of doing a straw, just have like a liter with a screw cap on it. Like it's still the bag, but it has a little screw cap, and you can just chug it out of the thing. I, I, I thought those, you were going to go with alcoholic Capri Sun. Oh, those wild or that. <laughs> what was y'all's well, favorite? With a screw tap, you could you could add vodka or something yeah. to it after you took a slug out of it. Absolutely. And voila! <laughs> like fifth grade soccer game or baseball game, 
Uh-oh. after game drinks, what was y'all's favorite drink that like a parent would bring? I always liked the watered down like orange Gatorade. Like I like it. it never that tastes like the same. Lime green. Yeah, it never tastes the same unless you get it out of the big jug and it's like been yeah. had ice in it yeah. for like three hours. Oh, where you like make your down. own Gatorade? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah my dad always brought that. Yeah, he I always love, made the Gatorade. I love the Gatorade, I, but uh, the Gatorade out of the giant tub, like wa- ice watered down. Yeah, orange yeah. Sunkiss was my favorite. They had powdered Gatorade packs. Your parents like we have like cell phone chargers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I got some here. Here somewhere, yeah. <laughs> we always go to the Ranger game. You could bring your own drinks. That's uh, why we make Gatorade and hot dogs. Yeah, I always like getting the twisty top Gatorade that like you never really got, but now it's like, oh, it's like just, a flat. Little, you don't know how to open. Yeah, it. It's like hard to open. Oh, well, Law Dog is just, so young. He doesn't remember. You remember the glass bottle Gatorade? I remember glass when Gatorade would, when it would pop. It's yeah. like it was a Snapple oh, basically, yeah. but it was yeah, actually, a Snapple yeah. bottle. Yeah, I remember the glass. Yeah, I was I was pretty young, but I, I remember getting glass Gatorades. The glass Gatorade, mm-hmm. yeah, that's which is just a terrible idea because you're going to have this thing around like sporting fields and like all you want is shattered glass in the middle of your football that, field. That brings <laughs> up a point. It's like I don't understand. Really, it's perfect for a fan. When, fight. You, yeah. when you think about it, they're like no glass bottles on the beach. Like, how often is glass bottle going to break on the beach? It's true. Also, it's, like, yeah, it's not like it's concrete. It's not sand. like concrete. Yeah, yeah, I can understand glass bottles not in a parking lot, but, but drunk people will find a way. A lot less of a long term problem. I would uh, think so. Know. Yeah. Yeah, as far as plastic or glass, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. like, you know, glass is probably not going to do as much. So. That reminds me, Lawson, uh, I ended up watching Tales by Light last night, the underwater cool, Netflix right? show, Tales by Light's uh, photography special. My sister. But how cool was that, that with the sharks and that plastic thing was around that shark? No, and they were I don't get... think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should watch it, Mom. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's uh, awesome. Have you seen it, Michael? I've seen bits and pieces of it. Joanne's been watching it. I, I love I, it. I've, I've kind of caught a, a pit, you know, a bit here and there. It's well, the shark cool. one's awesome. Yeah, there's a bunch of episodes, but the shark one is really cool. I think I saw the one where was that that show where they die, the guy dove on that plane like in the Pacific and like did it at night. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was the night pictures of that season. plane. Yeah, it was a new season. And okay, yeah. it's a different photographer. He does all underwater like yeah. sharks and stuff. So. That was cool. I mean, I guess anyone could go down there with those guys <laughs> and do that, but. I think it's a, a learning experience as far as learning subtle things to do and not to do around those sharks. Like, yeah, like those, like that guy has Don't his hand up and the jerky. shark's coming right for his hand. And I guess he's confident to know that shark is not going to try to bite his hand. Yeah. But if you were to do some sudden movement, it might trigger the shark into, yeah, like wanting to do something defensive. Trigger bite. Yeah, just I'm a standard. Well, he made that comparison where he's like, "They're like dogs, but they've never seen affection." And you show them affection, and they just want more. I'm like, and they can't yeah, breathe like out of water. Maybe to a certain extent, <laughs> but eventually, like, it's not like a dog that's gonna yeah. be like, "When are you gonna feed me?" It's like, well, maybe I'll just like take a little chunky. Yeah. Yeah, he's obviously cool. never seen well, one through three in Sharknadoes. Well, it's like <laughs> that guy and uh, that guy on uh, it was Shark Week or whatever, and he was out there like in the middle of a bunch of uh, bull sharks, and they were feeding him. And he was standing there, and he's like, as you see, I'm not posing any threat, nor do I look like a food source to these animals. Therefore, they won't bother me. But, like, trying to play down the hype of how aggressive bull sharks is, and one of them came up and took the back of his leg off. And, like, he got drug underwater, and he came back see, up, I and think literally his entire calf was gone. Like, I think they're more likely to get bitten, like, shallow water than, yeah. like, deeper water. Well, they had just come swimming up and just took his leg. And I'm like, yeah, great speech, buddy. <laughs> well, they have all those statistics, you know, where it's like you're less likely to get killed by a shark or bitten by a shark than a cow, a cow yeah yeah but, but see but that but that, that's kind of weighted because everybody they count is everybody's not in the water yeah. they're like oh exactly. you're, more, yeah, you're more likely to get bit by a shark than a cow fall on you if, well, well, if, if i'm in the water my more likely to get or you're more likely to have a vending machine fall and kill you than a shark will but yeah. the thing is like i'm still not going to go 
detest having a shark kill me. But if, I'm, but, yeah. if I, but if I'm in the water more than I'm standing in the break room, I've got a higher chances. Exactly. Of a shark yeah. me. Well, and the thing too, like I've been around, I've done a lot of free diving. I've spent a lot of time in the water, you know, in the Bahamas around sharks. I mean, I've seen them. And honestly, most sharks don't bother me. Reef sharks, black tips, whatever. I mean, I, I try to, you, you got to be smart. You're not going to stat, you know, like spear a fish when you know there's a shark in the neighborhood, that kind of thing. But the only shark that I'll get the hell out of the water, the two that I'll get like automatic, like I'm checking out, is a great hammerhead. They're pretty aggressive towards divers, can yep. And bulls. When I see a bull shark, I'm out. As soon as I see one, I'm just getting out they of the were, water. They, they were playing with these bull sharks, dude. It was crazy. I, you Tiger know, sharks. I mean, and I, I know that like people say that, but too. like yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, bulls I'm, are aggressive, I'm and really they will not, be. I'm just not going to play with them. I'm really not, not the identity. I'm really not in the <laughs> identification of the species at that moment. Yeah, no, no it's a like, shark. That's a shark. Yeah, just get out of the water. You can like, tell a bull shark. Like you look at one compared to a reef shark, anyways. Like I, it looks like it has shoulders on it. it looks yeah, like they're blunt. You. Their nose are a lot more blunt, wider, kind of yeah. stocky looking. They look completely, and they usually are coming at you to look who with looks. Hammerheads freak me out the most. Like I think that's my fear factor when it comes to sharks. Yeah, they get big too. God, they get they're just big. creepy looking. Looks like they just want yep. to do something weird to you. <laughs> do y'all remember <laughs> that that Shark Week TV show that they did where there was like finding megalodon and they said they. Had I do like remember the that. like ten mile long chum slick, yeah. and a bunch of people were like, "It's real." And it's like, <laughs> no, no, you know. I wonder what happened to the megalodon though. Like, why just that went out? Why it went extinct? Probably just ran out of stuff to eat. I mean, you imagine an animal that size has to have a pretty large animal food but source. Isn't there plenty of fish in the ocean? Like other sharks? Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Michael, don't. stop. I'm sure you can look it up. <laughs> All right. Well, hey. Uh, so. I guess Lawson needs to give us the review of the Bowhog Bash, and we weren't able to head down there with the Fly Fishing After Dark guys, but give us kind of the the skinny on it. It was a good time. Uh, we towed skiffs down there for virtually no point because we got about a total of four hours of fishing in um, and a lot more drinking done, I guess. Uh, but the actual Bowhog Bash was, was really fun. Uh, good amount of people there and over at Good Riches. And we had Hermit Crab races. Yes. Uh, I was happy that the... The youngest kid, the little kid there, won the $24. You love the little kids. And then... Uh, Did his dad come up and be like, all right, kid, give, give me the money. I'm the one no, that put that in. Gary walks up to him. He's like, I think that's more money than I have in my bank account. And probably you know, right. Probably I don't, right. I don't, like, not believe that. And <laughs> no, so, probably right. <laughs> no, but it, it was a really good time. I mean, they had some cool events and a lot of cool people, so nothing to complain about there. A lot of people don't know they set up that event for Gary to get a free lunch. Yeah, that was the, yeah, that was the charity. <laughs> that was the whole reason. <laughs> they had a raffle per week. Gary yeah. really wanted chicken one lunch a week for Gary. Yeah, they had a raffle and had a bunch of cool stuff like from Whiskey Leatherworks and then various other uh, hats and tees Never. and things. And so one of them was well, there was a trip from Scotty D was one of the things. Heard about that? <laughs> and then the other one was a trip from Avery. Uh, Gillette, which I won, so the, magi- I guess the magician. I guess I have to go down and visit the magician. That's classic. Again. I will. I think I will go down there with you on that. All inclusive as well. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to spend so much down there. Are you going to go down to Brett with Brett Martina? You doing that thing? That's tomorrow now. Oh, I guess not. <laughs> yeah. When's the last time we'll actually went fishing? Come on. Last, last week, week, I think. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you mean other than Buford? Yeah. I don't know. You'll have to ask him. I've yet, I don't know. I've yet to see proof of it, so we'll I see. Know. I don't know if it's true. Sorry, I haven't taken international trips like you boys. Well, you have the opportunity to. We won't get into that one. <laughs> I don't know. I have um, lots of things. There's a whole right, body down. So, let's see. We got, uh, throw out the info in November, Bonefish Tarpon Trust event in Fort Lauderdale, November 11th, I think it is. 
They're having a big expo down there with a bunch of guest speakers. I went three years ago. It was a lot of fun. Luxury. Luxury. And they're they're making it like a big expo thing this time. It's not you had before. You had to like a like sign up sign up to be in it and to go to a, to attend it hey, this year. It's all all out BTT action. So check it out. Um, well, anyone obviously you went fishing this morning, Michael. Yes, did yes, did. And last week when Will and I went, I don't think we caught anything. But you you we got after it this morning. Yeah, I, went, I mean I went fishing Sunday. Me and the the girl went and just it was really windy, so we were just throwing spinner rods and trout fishing. We caught a handful of trout, kept a couple for dinner. Does she have fun you, doing you this? Yeah, she she says she does. I just take her word on it. I mean, whatever. She take, take her take word on it. She take a book or something. Or? No, she fishes. Like I mean, I t- it was me, her, and the dog. Like I mean, I I did most of the boat running. She I hand her a rod. She fished the whole time. We were just throwing you know popping corks with DOAs under them. And now, when you say you did most of the boat running, does that mean she did some of the boat running? She had to handle anchor i made her work i made her okay. pull and, and, and place the anchor. Tiller. well i got like a little tiny anchor so it wasn't too much but she, i made her put the anchor out and pull it back every time but good I, i'm not letting her run the tiller no offense to her i just don't think she's gonna figure it out we end up hitting something and that's just not okay i'll take care of those stolen motors but yeah then today i took uh maddie majorney majorno margarine margarine Matt, Maddie Margarine. I couldn't. I, I didn't like figure out his name. I, mean, I don't know how to pronounce. It. I just know it's. I don't know how to pronounce. Phonetically it spelled like Majorin. Yeah, and I didn't I ask him because I mean, I'm not getting married to him or anything, so I don't really care how you say his last name. So <laughs> I just Maddie, you know, and he works for Black Fly Outfitters down there, oh. friends of ours, and um, used to be a publisher. But him and his daughter took them out, and uh, first time I ever fished three people in the mud cricket, and surprisingly, it was fine. Like I was worried about it. it. Yeah, a little yeah. time. I was worried about it. I was like, man, I don't know how this is going to play, you know, because there's not a lot of room in that boat. But it actually, it was fine. Of course, they're not big people, so it worked out. It's um, almost like two and a third people. You, yeah. You couldn't do three Michael Bensons? No. Or, no, no. or two Michael Bensons you in a bucket? You couldn't do a Mike, Will, and Paul trip. That mm-hmm. wouldn't work. I'm, I get, well, I mean, it would, but we'd be rubbing shoulders a lot. Let's just, <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, uh, and Maddie really wanted his daughter to get a fish. Um, she didn't fly fish, so I had a little jerk bait thing on. And, and she did really well and put her on a lot of fish. She just couldn't quite get it right. And then I made Maddie get up with a fly rod, and he stuck a, a really nice fish pretty quick. And that was a big fish. Yeah, we caught we saw a lot of big fish, and then we saw I don't know we saw two dozen or so. It was you did IOP? No, I was up in Bulls Bay. I was way mm. up north. Okay. Um, so fishing some of my stuff up there, but it's uh, oh you know you got I got spaces I got places mm-hmm. um, spaces and places. But it was nice, man. It wasn't a cloud in the sky. It was I mean it was a little breezy, but it wasn't nothing you couldn't deal with. And the water stayed. It was a little dirty, but it was clean enough to be able to see the fish. And so it's a nice morning. Definitely worse ways to to spend a Monday morning for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Well, yeah. um, good you guys one. got any more just kind of wrap-up uh, topics? Well, we've got a lot of topics, Paul. Well, nothing we can't get to. I mean, just we're going to loosely kind of end this first segment, come back, and I got uh, – we're going to talk about sea dews We're going to oh. talk about Mike's Everglades trip. Yeah. What makes a great fly shop, trip to Ascension Bay. We're going to prank a fly shop out west. That might be fun. We're going to wow. do a little, little uh, game show, guess whose voice it is. Bananas? Question mark. <laughs> Mike's rant. Yeah. And then queso. Ooh, queso. All right. Well, let's come on back. We're gonna. All right, we're gonna hear from Scoop. This segment of Barely Live brought to you one of our old sponsors, 
The old man down the street. <laughs> what are you boys up to? From a TV that's been sitting on the front porch for a little too long to those drive-bys at night that last a little too slow. The old man knows what you're up to. No good. Shenanigans. Roughhousing. Skirt chasing. Tonic drinking. Smoking the herb. The old man knows all. So, if you're up to no good, don't come to his neighborhood. And that's the old man down the street. 1412 Jessamine Road, Charleston, South Carolina. Old man down the street. He'll be looking out for you. Bobby. Here it comes, the 70 outboard motor, six cylinders, 60 horsepower, a new kind of outboard performance, and so easy to handle with exclusive single lever control. And is it rugged? Watch as this Mercury approaches a sandbar. Not even a jolt like that stops a rugged Mercury. Stamina is built into every Mercury outboard. For you fishermen, here's the Mercury Mark 10 with special trolling lever. You can run it all day at super slow speeds. The exclusive new automatic transmission gives you one hand control of forward, neutral, and reverse. Your other hand is free for fishing. See the new 1957 Mercury's, 12 models from 6 to 60 horsepower, on display now at your Mercury dealers. Started seeing Lawson taking his shirt off. Yeah, yeah. He's got a little frisky. Got to pause and admire. Mm. We were just commenting on how nice and tan he's getting already. You know, very golden. He's got, a, he's got a good base going for it being May, you know. You got to earn the nickname The Body somehow, you know. Oh, uh, those Hilton true. Head types. 
<laughs> from the 22 pounds I've gained at flood tide, so. <laughs> Teaching how to be a man. That's right. Speaking of, it's been a year since Lawson's been here. Woo! Let's, oh, let's find the right claps here. This is it. Oh, yeah, there you go. Is that, you sure that's the right one? No, here's the one. Just, so you're a hard work. Climbing the ranks. Let's see that one more time. Come on, guys. That's, no bit more. That's the awkward. That's the awkward. Uh, I think we're supposed there to be clapping is. now and clap. All right. We're getting close. There it is. There it is. All right. All right. Well, happy one-year anniversary. Thank you. Oh, oh, oh buddy, you came in and just might as well have been a child and you grown up to be a man in one year. <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy your graduation pics, though, your Citadel outfit that you've claimed to have thrown away. I do not not have it anymore. You were supposed to wear something today. My mother has part of it. I'm going to wear an outfit today. You have that helmet with the feathers on it, don't you? How could you have thrown that away? My mother has it. I told you, my mom has that whole outfit. It's a vase at her house. (laughs) (laughs) That thing has some... It looks like a dead crow on that top of that helmet, man. That thing has some freaking feathers. Oh, oh, postals here. Uh, yeah. Um. All right. So, Lawson, you want to tell us a little bit about a little bit more in depth about Bathog Bash and the mosquito control? Well, yeah. So sure. y'all are supposed to go fishing, and so y'all got bad weather, just like everybody else has yeah. seen. Like, well, so drug the boats down there, really nothing. So, what all did y'all get into? Well, like I said earlier, we we tried to go fishing, but ended up probably doing four hours total of fishing because uh-huh. it was more like, oh, well, let's uh, go get drunk, kind of thing. But uh. We were out there fishing. It was the Bathog Bash. I mean, huh? was. what was it? No, it was the Bathog yeah. Bash. Well, we, yeah. went, we tried to go fishing Saturday morning, and they were kind of drunk. I was up about 7.30, and we kind of finally got out there around uh, probably 10 or 11 or so and did one little run through about an hour and a half. And then uh, we are all kind of floating in the middle, and they were like, well, let's get something to eat. and and drink and I you know I kind of wanted to keep fishing but I just went with the flow which ended up being a very good thing because about the moment we got the good riches like the sky just opened up and is it good riches or good riches good good riches so it's like the good rich like like Neil Goodrich so good riches I thought it was just good rich it is, no it is just good, good rich. rich. I'm, I'm just saying no, good no, rich. I don't know if it was uh, like, uh, he's a good no. rich, like a good no, Paul. No, no, well, good y'all, rich, like. y'all should have seen Larry's face. I had a, uh, I was trying to take a few videos for the Flood Tide uh, Instagram story, and I did one just slowly zooming in on Larry. And, I mean, the man just looks furious looking out at the rain like my event is over. <laughs> and uh, I decided not to put it up because I didn't want the wrath of cop Larry on me. So. <laughs> not Larry. Yeah, but um, it was... It ended up being a really good time. I mean, does, does, mullet, does his mullet fully stand up like a pissed off well, it dog? Is, it's not a mullet anymore. It's straight Jesus hair. I mean, oh, stuff I is like, we can turn that thing into a man bun. There's a lot of man buns at there, that event. It, yeah. it was a pretty bunny event. Yeah, It's the Floridians, man. It's it's all board shorts and man well, buns. Alex has a man bun, too, so he was kind of added true. to the... Uh, <laughs> it was really funny. They were like... So Alex was, you know, uh, had a lot in him at this point in the night, and... Uh, was like get a get a picture of me and Andrew's man buns together. Oh my like, god! Okay. I was like, all right, whatever. And then, uh, and then they're it's trying. It's premiered to get, on the Instagram right now, actually. Yeah, but they're they're saying like, all right, Sam, put put your hair up in a man bun. You know, like Sam Padoni. And that kid just was like not happy. He was like, I will not. No, and was very serious about like not putting his hair in a man bun. Sam, somebody finally got convinced to. <laughs> Alex almost hit a hit same with a golf cart as well. Wow, that sounds 
Well, he was, dri- he was driving back. <laughs> he was driving Golf back. Golf carts and, and beer uh, do not go together. That sounds no. perfectly reasonable. Are you growing your hair out for a man, bud? Maybe. I don't know. You never know. You've know. been hanging down there behind the, the, the behind the snowco too long. That's right. <laughs> you know, y'all know that, uh, what's that thing they always talk about? The uh, Florida? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> the, um, as Ben coined it, the meth mart. They do say, Flo- they do say the Florida lab. a lot. Yeah. yeah. So the meth lab. uh <laughs> You know they always talk about that? Yeah. Ben took a shit in there. Dildo. They didn't even know that there was a bathroom in that place. Really? And Ben goes to turn the lights off out of habit, and there's just a blood stain on the light switch. Uh, he's like, oh, God, no. Not going to He must have really had to go to the bathroom. He doesn't care. <laughs> well, we were down. He really had to go. We were down in the glades, and uh, I think it was Luke that went to the, one of the restrooms down in the actual Flamingo Park, and it was like, it's one of the ones near the ramp. And he went in there, and he was like, dude, there was just a blood stain just smeared all the way down one of the walls. <laughs> he goes, I don't know whose blood it was, but I didn't stick around to find out. <laughs> did he lick his finger like you did there, too? I didn't lick my finger. I was scratching my mustache uh, out of my nose. But he might have. I don't know. I wasn't in there does, with him. <laughs> who does that in bathrooms? Uh, there's so many things that happen in bathrooms that I don't understand. How do people? What are you over here with? How do people have? How do he's got a damn the hang tag? I've been watching this thing for like. How do people have all these damn markers and pins? <laughs> oh yeah, like yeah. who just carries a paint marker in, on yeah. the Paul, person all the time? I've also never been. I in have a public had a bathroom. sharpie before, but I don't understand. I, it's understandable for me to have a sharpie. You're an artist. But who are all these other people that have sharpies <laughs> when they go to the bathroom? I've also uh, never gone to a public bathroom and been like, well, I just started bleeding a lot. I'm going to smear it on the wall. You know? <laughs> have, you seen, have you ever seen the picture? And I don't, I, It's got to be fake, but it's like it looks it looks like shit. Maybe it was a real picture. Maybe it was really was shit. But like somebody wrote on the side of a stall in shit, apparently. It says, you're out of toilet paper. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> now, what about like when you're standing at the urinal? And there's like one of those ad frames in front of you or a uh, monitor. Yeah. How many boogers are under uh, the like thing? Yeah, yeah, look for it. It's uh, gross. Paul Dude. only knows that because he regularly puts boogers <laughs> on no. He felt a crusty one. He's like, how, how dare somebody put boogers in my booger place? I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> remember this one. This is where I put my boogers. You don't have to feel it. You can see it. <laughs> The, you don't even have to feel as far as you know. The, <laughs> the picture frame over the toilet at home I mean, team is just them. covered with Paul Boogers. <laughs> so, yeah. It is not either. Uh, They're under the sink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, guys. Guys. We're getting good. Well, um, actually, I got a little song for our next little thing. Let's see if I can find it. I'm going back to the old song intros, Michael. Uh, we got song intro. Oh. Don't lie! <laughs> well, I thought oh. I had it. Where'd it go? He's gone. Too much sex assault. We'll do it live. Fox. When you get when you get booted from Fox News for being a, a dirty old man, like you know you fucked up. Like their whole their whole job, like their their whole audience is dirty old men. Like <laughs> I don't know about that. My whole audience, dirty old men. Jesus. Pretty much. It's Fox News. God, so dirty old man. It's definitely old people, like a lot of old a people. Lot of old people. <laughs> All people sitting around listening to it on like max volume. Will, Will's <laughs> getting, <laughs> Will's getting a little agitated because he only listens to Fox News. And I don't even have Fox News. No, there's only I one. Hate looking at the news. I, I look. I listen to talk radio, and, and the only radio we have here for like talk radio is Fox Radio News, and it, you know, so it's all hard right wing stuff, which is fine, whatever. I don't have to agree with everything on the radio, but I, I will listen to it to, to you know to hear the, the daily like what's going on in the world shit. Whether I agree with what they well, think I'm just, about it, I get stuck in the spin zone now. Uh, there's no freedom from the spin no zone. Spin zone. Yeah. 
I used to be able to stay out of the spin zone, but now I'm in it. Yeah. All right, y'all want the song for the next topic? What's, oh, yeah, let's do it. What's the topic? Do you have okay. the only mic that has your initials scrawled on it? it They're all Paul's mics, technically. Here we go. So. Sea-doos, sea-doos. <laughs> Michael loves them sea-doos. Sea-doos, sea-doos. Michael loves them sea-doos. How is that, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you forgot how much I love the song intros. Like, uh-huh. I, I don't know why that we stopped. Back. Yeah, we should never have stopped. They should have always been a thing. But I do hate a fucking sea dude. That's for sure. I, I met Michael yesterday for a couple beers, Ugh. and before we even started, he goes, "You know what I fucking hate?" <laughs> it's like what? Well, it was. How, I'm, you're gonna be able to let you get in the story, but yeah. I thought it was even crazier. Five minutes later, after we're talking shit about Sea Doo guys, the guy next to us, I used to be a Sea Doo guy. Yeah, he was a guy. Like, what the, the fuck is the chance? Did you look at him and you're like, what the fuck is a Sea Doo guy? Was he wearing shorts, no shirt, and those ugly Oakleys from the early 90s? No, they, was, yeah, the white. They, were, they were white coasters. Yeah, yeah, cut off jeans uh-huh. hey, shorts. You know what I love? I actually love white sunglasses. So, just a side, side note I love white sunglasses. And the reason I love white sunglasses is because you can spot a douchebag from like 200 yards. Like, True. I guarantee you, if you're wearing white sunglasses, I don't want to talk to you. And it just you're, you're putting up a sign. So, I'm like, hey, good. I don't even have to talk to that guy because I know he sucks. There you go. But anyway, we digress. So, like, yeah. Yesterday, me and the girl told you we went fishing or whatever. We're sitting on the spot, and I I don't have a troll motor or anything on the mud cricket, so when I trout fish, I just have to anchor up, you know. So I had to anchor out, and there's a guy maybe like 200 yards down the bank anchored a little off the bank, like shark fishing in the inlet where we were at. And now Isle of Palms rents sea dews, and that's fine. And where I was at, I know they come through there. Like, that's a normal thing. I expected it at some point. But, like, they have guides, I guess, if you want to call it that, like a, a dude that just leads them around so they know where they're going. So this dude comes charging. He's got like 20 Sea-Doo's behind him, like following him. You know, they're on a line, don't follow the leader. He commences to get right parallel to me, 20 yards off my beam, sees me anchored up, sees us fishing, sees the guy just up from me fishing, and starts doing a big circle. And they're like all going to follow. They're all going to follow. And they all right? jump in there. So now I've got 20 Sea-Doo's doing a fucking tornado. One of them, they get so close, it was a guy and his girlfriend or whoever, a girl riding on the back. And they come so close. I mean, I literally could have been like, Hey guys, what's up? How you doing? But they were riding by and the girl like waves at me and I just shook my head at her and I wanted to scream like, don't fucking wave at me. <laughs> like, Wouldn't I you mean, love to see him It was terrible. It, I was like, I mean, and Joanne was like, be calm. Be calm. <laughs> like she was talking me down because I was, I was just pacing. I was like, you know, I always hated them. But this is the first time they really fucked me and we were catching fish where we were at until that happened. And they were, I mean, they kept getting closer and closer and, they were, and then finally they all just stopped and I just pulled anchor. I mean, I had to leave, but I, I've never had them like blatantly Fuck me like that And The, oh, the, the shit, inlet was like you, Had they gone fucker. 200 more yards Had that guy Came in The guy who was supposed To be leading them Had he came through And saw the two people Fishing here He could have went 200 more yards And he had the entire inlet Like with well, nobody the, in it Nothing in the way But he chose to set up Shop bait. right on And it wasn't just me The the other guy This one seed who came so close And threw up like a spray When he turned To avoid the boat That was anchored I'm pretty sure He got the people In the boat wet Like that's how close These motherfuckers Were getting to us On anchor You should have accepted Your fate And just got mud cricket In there Dude I was Well that's the part That's the part of the story I was like Well it's not really their fault It's the guide's fault Because of course The Ohioans on the fucking Rental didn't have any idea What the fuck they were doing But the guy in the front is supposed to be leading them around, yeah. and and what he's doing, and it was some college kid, you know. I'm sure it was, you know, some douchebag who doesn't know what he's doing either. I wanted to go over and talk to him, but Joanne told me not to. She said I would probably end up getting a fight. Well, this so is where the guy next to us goes, "Oh, 
I'll, I'll, I used to do that. He's a God, and what you need to do is just go tell him. Because yeah, that's what he said. Know. I was like, well, I was like, well, my fiance didn't want me to go talk to him because she was afraid I'd get in a fight. And I wouldn't have. You I probably would have been respectful. But I'm like, look, motherfuckers. Like, if you see people on anchor with fishing rods, it doesn't seem like it's a big deal. But like, it's pretty fucking common sense. Just stay the fuck away from them. Like, go to the I other side of the creek. Go to the other side of wherever. Get away from it. Like. It's not okay. Well, that's better than Hilton Head. Hilton Head <laughs> apparently every weekend has the fucking Hilton Head Casserole Rally Nationals, where they just go up <laughs> and down, up oh, in, the water, in the waterway. Yeah, like yeah. They, they just on the CD, it's like they're gonna go from my boat all the way down to that dock, then from that dock to my boat, then back and forth. And it's like I, that's all they do. I wish they would have just gone like, like they come if they. It's like there's some old guy the pier going time. <laughs> Nope, do it again. If they had just like gone like back and forth or whatever, that would have been fine. But they literally got right beside me and just started doing a giant. It was like a tornado of fucking sea dudes, like trying to make waves, and it was ridiculous. And they and they were literally waving at us and shit. They had no idea that they were they were being fucking horrible human beings. I used like, to do yeah. like like shark fishing and near shore trips in Hilton Head, and we were doing this little three hour shark fishing trip, and we we're sitting out in the Calabogie Sound, and we had what Will's talking about. Where they all come up. <laughs> And we start doing the donuts like you're talking about right near the boat. And then we have one guy break off, and he comes up, and, I mean, he was every bit of, like, 290, you know. Oh, yeah, and, big boy. And he pulls up, and he's, like, kind of teetering on it, and he's <laughs> like, what y'all fishing for? Oh, God. And it's, like, riding, I'm talking, like, up to the Hello? boat, like, comes what? up. And that dude would have caught a two ounce lead between the eyes. I'm not just saying like, we just we just <laughs> we just shook our heads and looked at him. And we had I, I can't remember where the people that were on the boat with me were from. And this guy like, left and he just goes, "I fucking hate." Well, that. it's like it's oh, like you can't happen. have like it's like you can't have fun on a sea do unless you think people are watching you. It's, I mean, that's really sure. what it felt like. I was yeah. like sure. It was like they were out. There was all this space with nobody around, but they had to be next to the only two other boats so they could be like, hey, look at me. I'm, go, look for, at me. go for it for a quarter mile look, straight, looking straight ahead, and then you get stopped. You just look left and right. Yeah, like, anybody see that? Did anybody see that? It was so cool. Did you see the donut I just did? Like, fuck off. Like, it's not that cool. Like, they're the dumbest fucking things ever. I bet. Don't be wrong. I've been drunk and enjoyed the hell out of myself on a damn sea before. Allegedly. Say, Allegedly. But, I mean, I also wasn't buzzing fucking people fishing and shit. Like, I bet Doug loved sea Oh, my God. He's College. got a couple parked in his garage. I bet 10 bucks that shed behind his house is really a sea shed. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> With those little diamond stickers. those little diamond stickers yeah. on them. And also fake bullet hole stickers on the side. Oh, yeah. All the way down the Cowan. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know that there's a, a better, I mean, a more worse than other locations. More worse? No, more worse. I mean, English. for like... To have sea dudes, God damn it, y'all. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> to have sea dudes screw you up here is no different from like sea dudes screwing you up in Florida, but those guys in Florida. If I was pulling for tar- if I was pulling I mean. for tarpon on a flat and, and a motherfucker waiting, came by, you're waiting for him to come. You've been waiting 30 minutes for the next round. You, you're starting to feel good about, it, and all of a sudden, just I'm talking about javelin, 21 yeah, foot. I don't see how those guys javelin. Just, I don't see how those guys oh, deal with it down I'd there. Kill them. I'd fucking kill them. It's one thing to fuck up my trout fishing hole. That's what I mean. Like it's another yeah. thing to cut off a line of tarpon that yeah. could be coming down. Like fuck. I mean, relatively speaking, it's all bad, but that's, that's worse. worse. Way mean, worse. And the best ad ever is that Scott ad where he's hooking the has, guy. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's fucking yeah. Great. And the Sea guys like falling off the back. They need yeah. to bring that thing back. That, we have that at uh, the Mount Pleasant Angler. I think we still have it on the wall behind our fly rods with okay. the, the wall of rods. I think we still have one of those posters with that dude yanking the guy off. Well, he's yanking him off. Like, I shouldn't Whoa. say it like that. Yanking, yanking him off it the back on. of the Sea Dew. Still doesn't sound better. Left handed. The stranger. Stranger. In the <laughs> 
<laughs> it just seems different. <laughs> you gotta sit on it till it goes numb. That's the, that's the true stranger. What? You sit on you sit it on is. your it is. you sit it's on your opposite hand. Tell, you sit on it till it goes numb, and then you go at it, and yeah. it's called the stranger because you can't feel it. Oh my god, that's the stranger. What are y'all talking about? I don't get it. Jet skis. Okay. Sea <laughs> dudes. Whatever. Oh man. <laughs> Will, you were super uh, sure of yourself when you started talking about that stranger. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Of it. I'm sure. Of it. <laughs> He's like, no, it's true. It's it true. is true. It's it is true. Never done it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not real ambidextrous. You don't need You're it. You're not amphibious? You don't need it with Lemon Island boat ramp. That's trip, right. Huh? That's right. I have had a lot, uh, speaking of like making your hand goes, I have had a lot where I've had to do stuff with Wilson lately, so I'm down on the ground doing stuff, and I'll be there for a while, and I get up, and it's like, stand there for five minutes, and Penny's like, what are you doing? But. <laughs> I think both my fucking legs are asleep. <laughs> and like, I can't move. And it's like, well, I'm trying to bounce. Uh, yeah. You make that one. <laughs> yeah, like, everything like gives out. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, love it. Come so, how are you? How you doing? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. 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 some gangster rap. Yeah, we're doing some Dr. Dre. I love Miss Dre now. This was. Uh, Y'all must be drinking. <laughs> oh, Larry. So, hey, Will, did your dad ever comment about that call we made on the last show? Did he ever even no, mention it? No, no. So, no idea. No idea. Just no idea. <laughs> Just typical day. All right, Mike, let's hear about the Everglades mothership oh, trip. Oh, we, we're going that way? Okay. Oh, right, wait, Paul's got a song. <laughs> you don't? Oh, I thought <laughs> no, for this. no songs huh? for this one? So, about Everglades. Mike's Everglades. Mike's no yearly Everglades. No, I, don't have, I could make a song. Hold on a second. Hold on, let's make one. <laughs> Turn down that. Turn down your music. Can y'all hear that? I, well, I, it's hard to tell if I, I can hear it in real life or if I can just hear it. Sing in the mic, Paul. Just like a real Michael, part. tell us about <laughs> the Everglades. Michael, tell us about the Everglades when you went to fish with your friends. <laughs> yes. Well, now we got a song. Uh, yeah, so uh, Mike's yearly Everglades review. Uh, this is year five. Of our Everglades trip and year five, yeah, and this year we just we did things differently. So in past years we started out when we didn't we still don't know anything, but when we knew less, we started out fishing. You know, we'd stay at Flamingo at the actual campground, and then we'd run mostly the front side and occasionally in the back. But we were afraid of the back, so we wouldn't go back there much. Quick question, yeah, this is where you always want to start a fishing trip story. Yeah, when time of day did y'all leave? Did y'all leave like? Late at late, like twelve o'clock at night, to get there a certain time, or did you leave there right after work? Or are you there, well, well, this okay. drive through the night? Or <laughs> yeah. oh fuck, I just got iced, <laughs> iced, iced, baby. Me. So yeah, so in years past, what I've always done is left and drove through the night and got there at like so leave here at like six in the afternoon, uh-huh. get there at like six in the morning because it's about a twelve hour drive, no matter how you cut it, gotcha. which, with yeah. gas stops and everything else, it's about twelve hours. So to Flamingo, it's twelve hours. Yeah. So. In years past, is what we did. This year, we took it easy on ourselves. We left about 6 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, no, we left about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And I drove to Lauderdale. My cousin lives in Lauderdale. And we got there about 10 o'clock at night. She put us up for the night. We just slept on her couch and floor. And then I got up at like 4 or 5 in the morning. So I got in there at 10, was asleep by 11, got about five hours of sleep, took a nap, got up. And it was a two-hour drive from her house to Flamingo. So just woke up and 
and drove it the rest of it in the morning. So we kind of split it in half this year. Well, not in half, but we split How it How many up. guys did you have? Well, this year it was just me and Tucker on that. Like, So me All and right. Tucker, Germs and Luke, and James and JJ. So it was the same group we always have. but That's six guys. Six, six guys. Keep, for those keeping score at home. But so James and JJ went down the day before. Let's go through it. One, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Two, James. Two, James. Three, Germs. Germs, three. Four, Luke. Four, Luke. And then Michael. Or didn't me. And yeah. Tucker. And JJ. And JJ. And JJ. And Germs is three. And four <laughs> is Germs. Germs. Now, no, let me do, my, let me do the math three. on this. I'm just if one you took away two. Take away two, that means you would have four. Which could be any four of those but six. But if you gave two back, that means you have six. So I'm guessing by deduction, y'all either had two boats or three boats. Well, we had three boats. Three boats. So, do you take the cricket? So, here's how you figure out. Here's how you. Here's how you figure it out, Paul. You take yeah. three boats, and you divide that by six. It's two. It's two per, per boat. Per boat. Team. He. The, or you maybe. can have two people maybe. divided into the six total people. Three boats. He. He didn't even cover that. Didn't even cover any of this. I hadn't got to we, anything. We, we asked asked like I was like, details, Michael. I'm. Well, these what's are the, really pre-trip details. What's Here, the, go ahead and do this, the, what, the song. What's, what's the song what's, off? What's the details on this hot aunt, too, y'all stayed with? <laughs> She's a cousin. <laughs> a cousin. Even hotter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so, so JJ, JJ... She come out looking just like mine. Hi, y'all! <laughs> No, she's she's way prettier than me. But so we did like you know JJ and James. They went down day early, and um, Luke and Germs drove through the night and got there at like daybreak. Me and Tucker did our little split thing I just described, and so we rolled in like Luke and Germs got there about an hour before we did. We rolled in right after them, and and JJ and James had been there the night before and fished the afternoon in no motor zone, and then the next morning. We all went off and fished because we couldn't pick up our mothership that we rented until one was the time we were allowed to pick it up. How much does the mothership go around just for those playing at home? What the, the for cost to rent it? Uh, four nights was like sixteen hundred bucks. And y'all had the boat entirely to yourself, like you yeah. ran it and everything. We ran it and everything. It's like, like a pontoon just, boat with a hat. They give it. I know. They give it to you. It has no GPS or anything on it. So like yeah. we had Navionics on our phones, which you know was what we used for GPS on it. But um, or can't you just turn the GPS on one of your boats? Yeah, you could, but then you have to like have. So the boat's Keep really slow. The whole they have like a regulator on it. It won't go over twenty eight hundred RPMs, and it's only got a sixty on the back, and it won't let you go over twenty eight hundred. So like, with or without towing the boat, max speed's like five knots. Like that's all she's got. Gotcha. And all right, yeah. So what about what time did you guys get there to finally set up and get anchored up? Yeah, so, I mean, we got into, uh, like, we stopped at my cousin's house about 10 o'clock the night. Hot cousin. The, yeah, hot <laughs> The night we got down, and then when we, you know, we got into Flamingo proper. We left her house about 4 in the morning. We got to Flamingo proper about um, daybreak, 6, 7 in the morning. Um, we went straight into the no motor zone, so we had taken a canoe down with us. So we splashed the boat, um, drug the canoe back, took it into the no motor zone. We caught a bunch of baby tarpon. We found some snook, that kind of stuff. Um, really had a good morning. It was raining and it was cloudy, but we could still see the fish and we still did pretty well. And you know, all things considered. And then we had to pick up the the mothership at like uh, one. And so um, it took till about two thirty to get that thing loaded and get it ready to roll. And then it was a four hour ride back. So it was like six thirty seven when we got back to where we anchored up. And then so we we didn't fish that afternoon. We fished the morning, but we didn't get to fish the afternoon. And then, uh, you know, the next day, the next three days was just straight fishing pretty much every day. 
um, you know, we had we had a real hard east wind, and so the guys down in the Keys and stuff were, were screwed. They weren't fishing. And it was really nice because, you know, an east wind over there, you're, you're sheltered, so you don't have to deal with the wind. And when it was blowing hard like that out of the east, you don't have any of the guys coming up from Alamorada or, or Marathon that make that run. So really, other than the other motherships, we didn't have any company over there. It was us and like one, I think there was one operation that had a couple sports, but but most of those guys, the boats were there and you could see them, but they didn't have any clients really. So we didn't really have a whole lot of traffic. Um, so we had the whole place to ourselves. Um, during the day, you know, we tried looking for rolling tarpon for the most part, but we didn't have any sun. And, you know, without sun on that West Coast and that dark water, like you really have a hard time seeing fish. So all of our shots are really coming on rollers early in the morning when they're, or when it got calm. And uh, we just weren't getting the shots. Now, germs, on the first morning, we all split. We all went different directions to kind of try to figure out where the fish were. So, like, me and um, Tucker went into Tarpon Bay, which is a pretty good ways inland and, and north of where we were staying. Long run, but it was, it was somewhere we wanted to check out. And we found Tarpon there, but we just didn't get any good shots. Germs and uh, or JJ and Lou or JJ and James went to Ponce, uh, Ponce de Leon Bay, and they fished there, and they found some fish. Same thing, just didn't get any shots. I told Germs and Luke, who had never had a boat, so Germs Luke just got a new boat. He got a new KO skiff, and and in the years past, they've always had to fish out of Germs' little ginu, so they've been real limited on being able to fish in big open water. Mm-hmm. But this year, that KO, they got a 70 KO, so they could fish out in the open water. So that, but they had never done it, so they didn't really have an idea. They were like, "Where should we go?" So they were kind of rookies to some degree, and to a little bit of a degree. But they were like, "Where should we go?" And so I told I told uh, Luke, I was like, "Look, just go set up here." I was like, "This is where me and Tucker caught some fish last year." I was like, "They'll be there." Maybe, maybe they won't, but at least you guys can check that out while we check everything else out. And the idea was that by midday, we'd all meet up, and now we have a plan. Like, oh, I saw fish here, I saw fish there, you saw, you know, whatever. Well, it turns out Luke and Germs had the right, you know, that was the right call because they put a, Germs put about 140, 150-pound fish beside the boat, like a big bitch, um, on a fiberglass rod, which was, yeah. was awesome. He had some amazing pictures of that. And we pretty much fished that spot for the next couple of days in the mornings. And we saw a bunch of fish. There were a ton of fish rolling in there. But it's just, when you're fishing rollers, you're just praying that they roll close to you and you can get a cast in, in front dark. of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we didn't have that many options. And we never, every morning it would start out looking like it was going to be clear. And then by the time the sun got high, like it was just cloudy. And so even if you run down to some of the white sand stuff where there was some clear water, and the water was nice and clean because it had been blowing east, so it wasn't stirred up or anything, but it just, you couldn't see anything. So... We spent a lot of time in back creeks. Um, you know, we started exploring a lot, you know, ducking under mangroves and shit and dragging the mud cricket into places we probably shouldn't have taken it. But we found snook and we found redfish and we found baby tarpon and we caught a lot of fish. Um, we caught some big, to- you know, big snook. Um, we what caught ex- some nice baby tarpon. The factor of it's just as fun, though. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, we don't get to fish snook here. So, I mean, like, yeah. to be in the back of the middle of nowhere and, you know, back of some mangrove creek that you crawled into and it opens up into, like, a little pond or whatever and then see, you know, a 20, 30-inch snook crawling, you know, half out of the water just, you know, lay down a fly. It's, it's fun as shit, man. I mean, Those I, fish know how to evade me. You know, a snook? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're tricky little bastards. But... So then we did that, and then the last day, I, I mean, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit this. Like normally, you know, I try to be like the upbeat one, you know, like I, I don't get run down, like even when shit's going terribly. Like we had fished everywhere. We caught a nice snook that morning. The tarpon bite. We'd seen some rollers in the morning, didn't really happen. Then we got hit by two rainstorms. I mean, I was soaking wet, and like we're dodging these rainstorms are coming through and soaking us every once in a while. And um, there's somebody coming to your front door. Well, let's keep, uh, but. Uh, 
talking so we uh, so we're oh scotty d oh, oh my god so we're dodging like rainstorms and shit and and so i'm like getting drained and i was just like i don't know man i hit the wall where i was just i didn't know i didn't want to fish anymore like we we had that was the last morning we were going to fish and in the afternoon we had to me and tucker had a four-hour boat ride to take the houseboat back you know and the idea of that last day was we took it all the way back and got back in at night and then we anchored at flamingo and just do we camped there our last night on the houseboat that's but, a good move yeah and that way in the morning we didn't have to like rush because you had to have it back by 11 a.m and we didn't have to like wake up at five in the morning to drive yeah. the fucking houseboat back so uh so i was actually done like and we were planning on leaving you know start heading back about two and it was getting to be about one and i was just i was like man i was just talking to tucker and i was like dude let's just go back and then the wind like we had this another rainstorm come through and start pouring on us and then it passed and as soon as it passed like it died like it went stupid calm and tucker's like dude we need to go back out front and take a look around because those fish are gonna start rolling I was like, man, I was this like, this is that night when you got the boat back. This is the last evening. This is the last morning we're fishing. So this is like midday. And I'm like, dude, I was like, man, I don't know. And he's like, let's just go take a look. If we don't see anything, we'll come back. It's no big deal. I was like, all right. So we ran back out because we were inside at this point, like fishing creeks. And, and so we go running back out. As soon as I clear the mouth of Shark River, tarpon rolls right in front of the boat. I'm like, okay, well, this is probably a good sign. So we start kind of cruising down the, the bank back towards where we had, we had caught all the fish and as we get kind of close to the main area where we had been seeing a lot of tarpon, we see a couple like just high rollers like staying up nice and slow. So we kill the motor and we pull up. Germs and Luke come out of a creek just spontaneously in, in the middle of nowhere. And they're like, and they see some fish roll, so they kill and they start pulling. So we get close to each other. We stake out and there's just chains of fish coming by us. We're on the line and they're coming right by us. Same thing though. You can't see them in the water. They're just rolling high and they're traveling, but they're rolling. And it's slick calm. Within about 20 minutes, Tucker's on the bow. I'm up on the back of the boat, just kind of sitting around. We're drinking beer, and we're within just like normal talking distance of Germs and Luke, just uh-huh. having you know having a little powwow, but with tarpon. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, with about 20 minutes, man, the fish rolls right in front of Tucker. He drops one on it, chomp. I mean, big fish, about a 90, 100 pound fish, something like that. Jump it around. I mean, it goes ape shit. It's jumping. It's run. It ran under Luke's boat. He had to pull his push pole. He had staked out up because it went under his boat and like was trying to wrap around the pole. Like that's awesome. It's fucking chaos. And Germs is taking pictures. Everything's fun. And then it starts heading towards the Gulf of Mexico. So I just let him. I pull up the stake and let him just drag the boat for a little while. We fought that fish for 30, 45 minutes, and I was just kind of alternating, staking out and letting him drag the boat. Just you know, when we stake out, he'd take a bunch of line, then I'd let him drag the boat till till Tucker could catch up to him. We get him beside the boat, and Tucker's got him whipped. Um, I mean, it, he's rolling his head and turning him, standing him up on his nose. I mean, he's got this fish pretty whooped, but he's still just not quite ready to grab. He just won't turn his head, you know, he won't lay on his side or anything. So I'm just, but we're playing patient. I mean, it's only been 30 minutes. I'm like, dude, we got time. Let's work him, you know, about 10 minutes, and I would have been able to grab that fish. And Germs wanted us to get a hold of him because he wanted some good pictures of, you know, the fish yeah. beside the boat and all that. It was a nice fish. And um, it just, like i don't know we were fighting the fish and like i'm down on my knees like hanging on to the leader just kind of touching leader seeing it, you know testing it and all of a sudden you know i just hear like i'm not even touching the leader at this point but tucker kind of rolls the rod over to turn the fish again and i just hear clink and the whole top three sections of the rod hit me in the head and go down he broke right above <laughs> the first ferrule like just clean Damn. snap 11 weight gone and so i grabbed the rod pull it back in the boat then get a hold of the leader and i'm just holding on to this fish with the leader and now i can't like ha- let him have any slack because tucker can't control any drag or anything yeah. 
So I'm just standing there holding. Oh, you now, you're a yeah. man. And so I'm on the fish, and of course it kind of gets fired up and tries to pull away again. I can't give it any mm-hmm. give, and so it breaks. I mean, we only—I was only fishing sixty pound bite with like twenty pound, you know, well, class. Touch the leader. Oh, we leader him before. I mean, it was a yeah. caught fish, but yeah. we wanted that grip and grin. That was the yeah, first yeah. big one Tucker's ever hooked. Like and that was, was the last hour of the trip, huh? That was the last. Yeah, that was, and I wouldn't even have done it. Like literally, Tucker saved the day on that one because he like pushed me to do it because I would just I had checked out mentally. Yeah. I was just like, I'm done. But he pushed us out there, and 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 sure as hell, man, he was right. It was, it was the right move. But uh, that and that was his. That was Tucker's first big one. Like he's landed some fifty pound fish, but that was a that was an 80 to 100 pound fish it was a big fish five yeah. a little over five feet long you know big wide back like yeah. the burly fish was he still pumped or feeling a little oh pumped? he was pumped but he was just like you know because he landed i mean that was a landed yeah. caught fish by anybody's measure but he was just like dude i wanted that picture so yeah. bad like uh, i mean he just wanted that grip and grim beside the boat you know it's fun to touch him yeah. yeah well i didn't yeah and that's the thing we didn't even get to touch that i never touched the fish i grabbed the leader i grabbed the shock tippet for that matter but i never you can look at poon on tv all you want but it's fun to touch oh uh, yeah, well and then you grab a hold of that damn mouth and it's just real nose he knows scotty d knows but that was it, man. It was a great trip. Everybody caught fish. This is the first trip ever that we've ever taken down there where everybody caught a tarpon. Now, most of them were baby tarpon and the no motor, but everybody caught a tarpon. And most of us caught snook. I mean, and and I caught, you know, we caught fish every single day. I think most boats caught fish every day, some fish. So it was, it was you know, way more successful than our normal trips, but... You know, we learn a little bit more every year, and, and we don't we don't know anything, but we know enough now to be a little more dangerous, at least to ourselves. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll probably that. never do it again without the mothership, though. That's just yeah, that's a good add-on. Did, uh, did Germs drop his camera in the water? He did. Like so, one of the the last morning, it was actually a really nice morning. We were all sitting out on that line where we had been seeing fish, and we were all lined up like about I don't know about a hundred yards apart, just staked out on this line. The fish moved kind of north to south on the line, and so. Luke was throwing an intermediate line and he just kind of cast out there and let it sink and he ended up hooking this log. And so like he, he's like dragging this like big stick log thing up to the boat Mm -hmm. and he gets it up there and like they're goofing around, like taking pictures, like (laughs) they're going to take pictures of this thing. Like it's a fish, you know, like holding it and stuff, you know, with the log and germs because on his boat, he's got sea deck on his platform. He sat his camera with a $1,700 lens on it that he had borrowed well, from a friend. You know how much You know how much that camera body is, right? Yeah, but either way, the lens alone was $1,700, but the, he owned the camera yeah. body and he had insurance on it. Well, but good. the lens he had borrowed from a friend, it was brand new, and he set it on there, and like he leaned over to grab the, like, the log thing so they could get it set up, and all I heard from my end was I heard a... Like that. And I I see them freak out and sliding I sliding right all. Well, and I see Germs and or JJ and Luke or JJ and James are between us and Germs and Luke, and I see them cracking up, but they don't know what it was that hit the water. They just know something fell in. Uh oh. And I see Germs like just Germs is panicking. He manages to in eight feet of water. He manages to stick his rod down. It has like the hook on the tarpon fly, like just out the end. Manages to stick it down because they're staked out, so they haven't moved from where it fell. Got the strap. And he felt around and got the strap and pulled that camera back up. Uh-huh. Granted, it's shot and the yeah. thing's full of water. But like germs, like JJ and James were laughing their asses off until they realized what it was. And I told Tucker because we couldn't hear Luke and germs from our position. We were about two hundred yards away. But I could hear JJ and James. But I, I before we ever heard anything, Tucker goes, "I wonder what they dropped." And I was like, "I think I was like I think Germs just dropped his fucking camera." And and Tucker was like, "Dude, don't fucking say that. That's fucking terrible." Uh, I was like, "I know, but I just I'm betting you money." And we got back. Germs was like, "Yep, it was my fucking camera." <laughs> 
and so he had to he had first and he had dropped his iPhone the day before he lost his iPhone. <laughs> it's the most expensive trip. For he's already hard enough to get in touch with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He don't even answer his phone. Yeah. He's got one. But hey, at least well, it's cool that you know those little memory cards are waterproof. So well, his, he was pictures, worried about it, but yeah, he got his cool. pictures off of it. But and it, but the thing is, the first thing he'd do when he got home was buy yeah. seventeen hundred dollar lens for his buddy that who he just dude. trashed that one. He said it was he pulled the lens off; it was just full of water. And I it was think gone. I would think he'd be able to uh, to put that on his insurance too, because normally it's just all your gear up to a certain amount. Yeah, yeah. I don't, well, he wasn't worried. I mean, he didn't want to break the camera, but he's like, dude, the camera's insured. Like, I'm not worried yeah. about the camera. He's like, but that lens ain't mine, and yeah, I don't have insurance. Yeah. yeah. Well, good trip recap. Sorry, I mean, it was long, but I mean, it was a long week, so we had to well, tell it all it's how it recap. happened. recap. Trip recap. When trip we come recap. back, we're going to do uh, Lawson and I's Ascension Bay trip. Woo! Recap. Yeah, I got to pee. I'm ready for a um, Well, let's see what Scoop <laughs> has to say. And uh, Scotter D just walked in, so we're going to see what the hell's going on with him and uh, get right back to you now. Yeah. Little Van Halen. All right. Well, Mike Benson, what a great story. If you people enjoyed that out there, that was just a small snippet of the Mike Benson Everglades story. There is three hours and 45 more minutes of riveting tales of the Everglades, camera equipment, insurance, hot cousins, and warm beer. Mike, you want to add anything to this? Uh, No way, Scoop. Like I said, if you're really enjoying this, go to MikeBensonOnTheFly.net. Hey, hey, Scoop, I got a question. Is there any boat talk on there? Oh, you better believe it, Skippy. Thank you, Scoop. Back to you, boys. Like to fish? Then listen to this good news. Designed to go wherever you go, here's Mercury Outboard's newest pride and joy. The 3.9 horsepower Merc 39 is a new concept in portable outboard power. The 1964 Merc 39 has everything its big brothers have. One-piece gear case housing, full forward, neutral, and reverse gear shift. No shear pin to fail. Not one, but two transom clamps for greater safety. And the rubber-mounted steering handle with twist-grip throttle gives you one-hand control. Exclusive propeller hub exhaust varies sound and fumes. Glide-angle design slips through weeds and slides over obstacles. Separate fuel tank for all-day trolling. Compare the Merc 39 with any competitor's fishing motor. It's the quickest way to find there's no comparison. There are nine Mercs from 3.9 to 100 horsepower. See your Mercury dealer. He's got the Merc you want. This is Paul Puckett's mom in Tyler, Texas. I'm going to listen to the podcast, but I'm also watching my soap opera. So, just so I don't, you know, I've got it on hold right now.
Russell's easy top. Amazing. You don't say, mom. You don't I, say. I don't that think was the that was the greatest. You know what? Well, I got it on hold. That's edited, by the way. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. cut that down. I yeah. have the full thing if you want to hear it. it I'm is. a little I'm a little nervous to ever meet strong. Paul's mother because I think every word that came out you'll of start mouth, laughing. I would laugh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So so here's here's the whole. You're gonna play full. Yeah, here's the whole okay. thing. Oh. This is Paul Puckett's mom in Tyler, Texas. I'm going to listen to the podcast, but I'm also watching my soap opera. So, just so I don't, you know, I've got it on hold right now. I don't watch it every day. Hold on, pause it real quick. I mailed. She started it twice, remember? She, like, restarted. <laughs> well, he didn't he even edit that one. He didn't play that part. But anyway. Okay. You a birthday check so you can take some money on your trip to Cuba soon in May. I think you said it is. Anyway, have a good day. And uh, maybe some more people can go with you. <laughs> we don't know that part yet. So uh, that means Paul is getting a check for roughly five thousand dollars. No, so like Will and I. Uh, along. I think even more yeah. than that. <laughs> so, so maybe some more people can go with you. Oh, mom. Oh, mama, mama, pocket. I like. That was a good t- one. Tyler, Texas. That's her. I love how she had to put that in there. This is Paul's mom mm-hmm. from Tyler, Texas. Watching soap operas. I take time out of my stories. <laughs> I got it on pause <laughs> or on hold. I got it on hold. <laughs> it's funny that she recorded that for us, but at the same time, if the one time we talked to my dad and the one time we talked to Paul's dad about it, when we mentioned podcast, they're like, a what? <laughs> huh? Huh? Yeah. Is I, it on the radio? Them things. Yeah, my dad would have no idea what that is at all. Not at all. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, so what's on the docket, man? Paul, you, you keep everything hidden from us over there. I know Paul hides it. You know what? Lawson never explained the <laughs> the mosquito oh. control thing oh, earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're so talking about outside. Yeah. So we'll summarize it. You were saying that uh, the bugs were so bad down in Florida. We're talking about yeah. how the bugs been bad here. I'm still itching. That there is a number, apparently, that you can call if you live in Florida. <laughs> if the bugs are bad enough, you apparently yeah. have to use the code word. Larry, hey, is this the, the bugs are bad. bad. Is this well, okay? It, it's like that whole stretch, get, I guess. And I, I get, okay. and, and Lawson never said, but I assume the give your code. address. It's all paraphrased from Larry. So okay. Larry was telling me about this, and I was like, man, I got bit so bad last night because the next night wasn't as bad. And so Larry was explaining that the bug you know they they do bug control exactly like how they do in charleston they drive a truck around and spray stuff out and so larry said that there's a number you can call and as will said you say hey the bugs are bad right <laughs> <laughs> hey did you say it right yeah. you gotta say it just right not even what yeah. bugs just the, the bugs, bugs ain't good yeah. uh-uh. if, you say, do if you say it wrong they click and they yep. hang up and there's nothing you gotta try again no but um larry was saying so what ends up happening is these two ladies and he said it's been these two ladies every time that he's been around for it i guess they come to your area where you said that the bugs were awful right now the bugs are bad then you said it was two two hispanic women yeah two cubans or hispanics or something that's what i gathered out of it at least hispaniola okay yes no problem (laughs) (laughs) and so they get out of the truck and they stand in some area and one of them holds a stopwatch and the other just sits there, and they click the stopwatch and watch for a minute to see how many bugs lands on the other woman's legs. One, two, five, one, one. 
It's uh, dependent on the area, and I might get the numbers a little off, but it's like one, like, five, five. If you, <laughs> if you have like nine bugs land on you in Oak Hill, they're like, oh, we don't really care. But in like New, what Spirit, if they land on the stopwatch girl? Well, I don't know. Is that you gotta, you gotta start all over again. No, but he said if it was like nine bugs or something, ten bugs and new one, one. <laughs> Is he saying one or one? One. One. Five. Maybe. Maybe. He said in Sometimes. New Smyrna, if it's like nine bugs that land on you, that they're gonna spray in your area. But he said it has to be like 12, 15 or more in Oak Hill because it's a mosquito lagoon. They don't well, call it that for no there's fucking like reason. What, the, the preserve or the wildlife, good, Michael. You know, the wildlife management. <laughs> Holy he shit. nailed it. He nailed it. I think he just nailed no, it. I, You're it, it you know what, honestly, like I just I literally just copied I, I called. I was wanting to go to Mosquito Lagoon one time mm. way back when and take my kayak and, and camp. And I was like, hey, you know, would this be a good time to come down? And I was talking to the park service, and this little lady at the park service. See. And she's like, well, uh, they don't call it Mosquito Lagoon for no reason. There's a lot of mosquitoes down here. What about Mosquito <laughs> Beach? You think there's any mosquitoes on Mosquito Beach? I don't know about that. I've never had a problem there's on There's not beaches. a beach there. Oh, well, then there's probably mosquitoes. Well, you know in Folly area, Mosquito Beach? Yeah, Soul Degree. There's no oh, beaches there, but there's mosquitoes. Well, mosquitoes. there's sort of a beach. Uh, well, you know, I found out like, mosquitoes don't actually live on blood. They actually like vegetation and stuff, but they need the females need blood to lay eggs. So like the only time they're biting you is it's all females and they're all trying to lay eggs. But they actually that's why you always get mosquitoes worse near trees and shit. They actually live off of vegetation and shit. They're that's why they're always clinging to bushes and stuff. They like, eat vegetation too. That's what somebody told me. I don't know. I'm not I, a fucking. I think come up at work. I think just it might have just, more just came up at work. What? Saying that just came up at work. Like, you uh, know, uh, mosquitoes really don't. I uh, bet between saving lives, there is a lot of ridiculous bullshit. Oh yeah, there's about. definitely yeah. There's definitely a lot of a lot of weird conversations that go down. Do you ever like talk about like who's better at stitches or anything like that? Or no? Uh, well, can you do stitches? No, we don't. I mean, the docs do but that. Can you? If you and I need no, they never train. They don't. They used to be back in the Seems day. Seems like that'd be like the first thing. Back in the day, they used to train nurses on stitching, but they don't train us on it now. Like, could I do stitches? Sure, I know how to do stitches. But do you want me to do your stitches? No, you do not. But like, are you more likely to be able to do them better than me if Will needs a probably a cut, a cut fixed? Probably, but also too like the things that we do compare each other. I like, do like quilt like shows, I can run an stitch. IV. I can run an IV better than any doctor. You can run a trial line. Country boy can run. I can run an IV. I guarantee you, you'd rather me put an IV in on you than any doctor that you're going to see. They I've, don't ever do it. I've it's always just, said that. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's not that they can't do it. It's just they don't do it regularly. <laughs> like I put in a thousand IVs a fucking week. Exactly. And they put in none. And so, like, like you know, so there's certain things. Take a yeah. shot. Just I'd rather have the doctor stitch me up, but I'd rather have a nurse put an IV in every day, every time. There's just, certain things that you just, you know. I just thought of a great story that I'd like to tell. Uh, Scotty was in here talking about Nambui. Yeah. Nambui. I don't think we've ever told the story, but. Nambui is a person. About. It is not a buoy. It's not a uh, traditional it's dish a, served somewhere. Nor is it a, a navigational marker anywhere okay, near the Southeast anywhere Asia. near Southeast Asia. The Nambui. There's some Cobia running out there at the Nambui. Look good the other day. So, so <laughs> Nam says the most awkward things to strangers in front of his friends. It's just what his deal is. And uh, He's kind of an awkward person. I mean, in the best said, way possible. He but, said one of the most amazing things I've ever heard, and it was not it wasn't coached it wasn't like i'm gonna do this guy so he would have done is, it if you weren't if you didn't hear it yeah totally he did it for himself he's not looking for like you know uh you know points from yeah, his buddies. yeah so 
three years ago or so, I don't remember. I don't think you were on this trip, Will, when we went down there to the I Keys. Yeah, I went on that trip. With Doug and yeah. Trey and Nam and Dan. Joe and Dan. And we walk into Florida Keys Outfitters. And you walk in there and you kind of typically steer to the left where the gear is, the flies and the the reels and the rods and Matt's back there working. And you go back there and bullshit with Matt. So five of us do that. And I kind of, I was the last one in. I'm actually in front of Nam. Nam was the last one in. And he steers off to the right, kind of towards the counter. And Sandy Moret's wife's working there at the main counter. And he goes, hey, you seen uh, Joan Wolf around lately? She goes, no. And he goes, if you do, you tell her I'm looking for her. <laughs> Which is just one of the most amazing things I've ever heard in my life. Like, what is, is she, you know she's going to be like, Joan, some Asian. This portly Asian man. <laughs> like 250-pound Asian. Seems to be really young for balding that much. <laughs> I don't know. He's looking for you. I'm supposed to tell you that. He has a full tiger shirt on. He did. He had the I paper know. umbro shorts, yep. orange tiger shirt, and goes, you seen Joan Wolf around here lately? <laughs> no? God. No, I haven't. Well, incredible. if you see her, you tell her I'm looking for her. Anyway, that's my story. Oh, Lordy. We might have said it before, but it's one of my favorite favorite ever name Bowie stories. <laughs> it's a good one. A good yeah. One. Maybe you had to be there. I don't know, but I feel like you don't. The other one was that uh, Nam lived in this kind of shitty townhouse in like old Atlanta. Yeah. Like what used to be kind of stylish he back in the day. Like, like eight in the, different places. Like in the seventies, you know, where it's like it had a center pool, but there's only like twelve townhomes. It's oh, really yeah. out of date. And uh, he was on the second floor, and. There was no door to like uh, to go inside the building. He had an open stairwell that just went to his door. Mm-hmm. Well, for a couple of nights, he kept hearing this racket by his uh, by his front door, and he thought someone's been trying to break in. <laughs> well, he went to to, uh, to go check it the third time, third night, and uh, he went to open the door, and he has this huge old bloodhound. Uh, not, that he keeps for some reason. I don't know the reason <laughs> why a Vietnamese man needs bloodhound. But <laughs> he goes to open it, and the dog was with him, and it was the biggest borcoon he's ever seen in his life. Borcoon. <laughs> and the dog and the borcoon go after each other up there. That's what they really? do. Like four in the morning, like at the top of that stairwell. And uh, Nam had to close the door trying to drag his dog back in. But oh, Have we ever told that borcoon story about Trey Miller's dad? What do no, you that's a good one. They uh, they caught one one time his Trey's dad back in the seventies. They caught a big borcoon, and they put him in a suitcase, and they put the suitcase beside the road. So about this time, this like big long Ford LTD is just cruising down the road, <laughs> and, and they're hiding in the bushes. And they're hiding in the bushes story. watching. And uh, they said they get they get right right past it, and they see the brake lights and reverse lights come on. <laughs> And they slow down, stop, and open the door, and just slowly pull that suitcase in. <laughs> and he said they go about like a twentieth of a mile, and they said brake lights and all four doors are open. Can you imagine? Oh. <laughs> Wonder what's in this case. You ever right seen on. a pissed off raccoon? It is not something you I have. I don't with. think I have. Oh, I've seen a mad one. I, I've trapped him before for my buddies. They used to train the dog. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> It ain't that hard. He's a trapper. Or his French cousin. <laughs> you take a big, you take a big, you basically you walk down a creek and you find a big old tree, one that looks like a coon. In a, in a holler? Or in a holler. 
you take a you know you take a those wire traps with those the triggered slap you know you throw a honey bun in it and you leave it next to the tree. I swear to God, a honey bun. You come back next morning, there's a fucking coon in it. A well, real honey bun. There Nothing might be else. a yeah. There might be a possum in it, but there's usually a coon in it. If, if and I, I caught a, I've donuts, caught some big ones. I, I caught one one time that the fur the thing couldn't even turn around. Like the fur was sticking out of both sides of the trap. He was so big. He was just stuck big in there. Big old broken fat. I got in trouble one he time. He was so pissed. <laughs> I got in trouble one time at a wedding. I went to with my wife in St. Simons. And um, I really didn't know the people were getting married, and I really didn't care to know them. <laughs> so I went, I went there and got some food, and it was at this hotel. And I just thought everybody was there was part of the, the wedding party, yeah, well, regardless how you dress, because it yeah. seems like everybody changed. Well, apparently I just told some random people at the hotel that there's free food in there, and they ought to get to fix the plate. <laughs> I thought they were at the party. But what I did, I would go fix a plate of food, and I got all these little... Um, little cheese balls or whatever and just eat those mm. and then I entertain myself by feeding the raccoons out of the dumpster <laughs> for about two hours Pity <laughs> oh walks up like what are you doing I was like now look there's three babies and there's a big mama she'll come out every once oh, in a while gosh. <laughs> Like <laughs> really will this is how <laughs> yep. can't you be normal just once? Nope. Just that's one, once. That's when things started changing around. That's right. house. <laughs> <laughs> one week into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul. What's next? Yeah, well, seriously, we got off track. That's so, no four coon stories. That, that went from that, that was a good so, off track uh, though. Oh, and I'm not yeah. mad about it. I'm just saying we ought to probably steer it back somewhere. Um. <laughs> so Didn't this is just kind of a story. <laughs> <laughs> I think I thought that we was got, the end of I it. I feel like, like we got the gist of it right. The, they had to count down. Yeah, I mean, sort of. You just kind of like threw it, threw it for a loop on that. I just one. got an email from right. a listener saying there's a number in Alabama you can call if the raccoons <laughs> get too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Benson shows yeah. up with a honey bun in a trap. <laughs> well, the next thing was just a little topic I had to think of. I mean, I don't know about you boys, but I really like I like going in new fly shops. Yeah, absolutely. and of course your Pretty fly good. shop, your local fly shop, and it. Uh, and Michael and I were just hanging out yesterday, and I just kind of thought of the topic: what what makes certain fly shops great? Well, I really like going into Charleston Angler because, like, I know all the guys in there; they know me immediately. You know, it's fun to talk to them, talk about what's going on. Immediately, know but who the Lawson difference is. is, is like, you can go in any fly shop in America, Paul, and you're good to go. It doesn't <laughs> matter. I don't know what you mean by that. You are. Everybody knows Paul Buckett. God, shut up. I was fishing today with, I was fishing with Maddie. That Maddie Majori, however you say his last name. <laughs> Margarine, dude. Margarine. Maddie Margarine. And, and he was like, Paul Buckett, he's just the nicest guy. He's just so... Like, he went on for like... I thought he was going to try to like get me to hook you up with him like or something. I mean, he was like... And I love... Like, I'm hooked up with him. I told him, I was like, you can't not like Paul Buckett. Like, you just... You everybody know? loves Paul Buckett. Will finds a way not to. In Mexico. All the guides didn't like... Well, I heard about no, the, no, they, the... When he drew on the, the coolers... I so, that was a big deal. So I was fishing with this guy named Alfonso and Johnny. And Alfonso was a new guy, but, like, I didn't know him. Johnny doesn't sound very Mexican. I'm no, just going to put that out there. The fly fishing guys all thought it was an alias, I guess. But uh, <laughs> but I was asking Alfonso, and I didn't know he was a new guy. Well, did he pronounce it Johnny, or did he pronounce it Johnny? Well, it was, it was Johnny. <laughs> or Johnny. No, it was Johnny. Was it. But anyway. I asked Alfonso if he knew Paul Puckett, and he was like, oh, yeah, describe him, you know. And I was like, oh, he's got a red beard, you know, like bigger, nice Looks like guy, a ginger you know? bear. Yeah, yeah and, and, and he was like, mm. he says, yeah, hey, Johnny. And he's like, Barbara Del Rojo starts like, describing Paul, you know. And Johnny goes, mm, yes. <laughs> Mr. Paul Puckett. <laughs> Mr. Paul Puckett. <laughs> Mr. 
Yeah, Paul, Paul can't go incognito anymore. Paul walks in, it's like the red carpet rolls out, like everybody starts playing. Get you know, the, le- leather bags, <laughs> leather bags thrown down. Yeah, every I'm here. Free trips start raining in, and like all of a sudden, somebody's got an extra space on a trip. They just right. gonna give Paul. No, okay, <laughs> let's go back to bring me your finest lunch meats. <laughs> I think we were talking about Wi-Fi. And shop. turn up the air conditioner. <laughs> I'm sweating my ass off. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love he's right getting now. so mad. <laughs> All right, yes, fly shops. I I know where we're going with this, and we should continue. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Talk about throw something for a loop, Lawson. <laughs> we're talking about the Mexico trip next. Could I procure, uh, <laughs> can I procure an oscillating fan? <laughs> Preferably battery powder so I can carry it with me. Or a long extension cord will be acceptable. <laughs> All right, back on the subject of fly shops. I did the the most recent fly shop I've gone in that was like a new fly shop for me was the Fish Hawk when we were uh-huh. in Atlanta. And so I wanted to go in there because you worked there, you know, and I heard it was a good shop and all. <laughs> And I walk in next. By, by the way, mention his name. This whole show starts behind that counter, like just giving him shit. God, yeah, that, that is true. That is true. I, I walked in thinking that it was a fly shop, and walked in, and there were just guns everywhere. It was only guns. And I, I walked in. I was like, "Hey, you know, like, Gary, did you go next door? Gary went stuff? in the wrong like, door. The fuck are you talking about? Like, walked in the total wrong place. Nothing fly fishing. It was the place. He walked in the gun store. Yeah, the clothing store. Yeah, what was that? Uh, onward, south, onward, onward or something. Onward yeah. reserve. That's onward, onward reserve. Yeah. yeah. That's wrong. What did you say to him? Huh? I was like, hey, like, uh, I can totally him, see him. Hey. <laughs> you told me to say hi to Gary when I was in there. God. And Gary. Like, uh, no. Like, I was like, okay, I'm in the wrong place. And I God, had, that's hilarious. My girlfriend's uh, little brother with me, and he was just like, fuck, like, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Lost and trying to come right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't remember the last, like, I think the last new fly shop for me, like, new to me fly shop I went to was when we went to fish that carp term a few years ago, and I went to Three Rivers. I just don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't cool hit shop. a lot of new shops. That's a great shop. Three Rivers Anglers, Tennessee, Knoxville, if you're ever in, in, in Knoxville, go see yeah. it. Great shop. But yeah, I have. I, I guess I don't know, man. I'm, I, the places I go fish don't really have fly shops, so I don't really. Well, I think, I think it kind of so misses cool. the point of what Paul's asking. What makes like, it? Like, what what do you love about? Like, like, oh, I didn't even hear that what question. I was too good? busy what making makes fun it of bad? it. I think I'll just I'll start it off. How about that? Yeah, look, give me some. I think the great ones have like a little seating area with a TV and a little table. Gary, where are you? And where you can just hang out. Like, yeah. like David, who we're going to call later in Dallas. Their new shop is unbelievable, and it has a bar in the back corner. With some tables and chairs, and where you can go and not have to, not and the employees don't even have to worry about if you're happy or not. You're just yeah. back there hanging out with like, if you, I want to meet you at the fly shop for a happy hour. You can literally go have a happy hour. Well, I don't want to toot my own my old shops to horn, but we had that. We had like a little like looked like a counter, like a like a rounded counter. We had a flat screen TV that was always playing. It either in the in like football season, it'd have football and like ESPN rolling, mm-hmm. but then like otherwise, it would have fishing videos or whatnot. But like. Usually, I mean, we had customers who would just come in and sit down at the counter and just hang out. And, like, yeah, we, we'd walk over like and hang fly out. fly shop's good here like Well, because they've got that bar. Like, yeah. it looks like a bar. It's a bar, yeah. It is a bar. I think more than anything, dude, you could have a, a hole in the wall, but as long as there's cool people there to talk to. And that's that, exactly, and yeah, honestly, totally. like, interest in what's going on. That's what makes it. My old boss, so she doesn't own the angler anymore, um, Carolina Rhodes. And she, she made us, she got on us really hard about this when I was younger. Like, and it just started the shop. I was, you know, fucking 20 years old or whatever when I moved down here. And she was anal about it when we were there. She was like, if somebody comes to that door within 10 feet of that door, you need to be saying hello to them and asking them, like, 
you know how they're doing just you don't have to like try to sell them shit but like just greet them let them know that yeah. that you know they're there and you you know you're there you, they know you're there so like that became a habit like as soon as somebody came in the door it wasn't just like a over your shoulder hey welcome to charles Nangler, like fucking going to mo's or something yeah we would literally walk up Hello? and personally greet someone hey man how you doing today you've been fishing whatever well yeah. you know let me know if you need help no, find anything or, or whatever so. yeah but like i think that's part of it like knowing that this, like i hate going in a shop and like just it's just like crickets. I know. And it, the dude's in the back and doing not that whatever I really want to talk to them a bunch, but yeah, at least acknowledge, well, acknowledge my presence. Yeah. Well, I mean, not like I need and to And I go do in a anything. lot of shops that are like that, too. Oh, they're bad, and that's yeah. not a cool feeling. I man. would say my end on it that ties into that real quickly to make it all come together is the great thing about the fish hawk is they did a lot of things really well. And like, It's definitely atmosphere, but you definitely got to have certain things in your shop that go deep into yeah. things. Like, you go out west, you go out to West Yellowstone, they might have like five rods in the whole shop. Yeah. But, but they got everything else. But the thing at the fish hawks, like, you could either run in and say, hey, man, I need eight Copper Johns immediately. And they're like, okay, here's Copper Johns. Or you could be like, eh, I'll leave Rob alone. Looks like he's busy. Then I'll ask him a question. No one's impatient. But yeah. if you need something in an emergency, you can get it. Where most times you go in a shop, if you know what you're getting, someone goes, hey, can I help you? You're like, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. And you well, get them away from you. Well, like a destination shop is somewhere like a, Charleston's a destination. Yeah. Denver is kind of on the cusp of destination, but like if you go to like Jackson, Wyoming, they're not going to have eight weight rods. They're going to have five weight rods because you're well, a destination they, store, and that's all they're going to be. Same doing. with here. All you really need are eight and nine weights if you really want to survive. But, but it's the more like Atlanta, they need everything. everything. Well, yeah. but the difference here is like Charleston's kind of like a, it's not nearly as the extreme of Atlanta, but there are a lot of people who live here who travel to fish. Yeah, so we're not far from trout. Yeah, we can't be a, a fish hawk because if, if you stocked everything fish hawk did here, you'd go under because you'd be fish you'd be ho- Fish hawk, I was in there one day, just a side story. All this was on this counter. I was like, Bobby, what the hell's going on? Oh, we're suiting up uh, four guys that are going to Russia, uh, sockeye salmon fishing or what, you yeah. know, you yeah. know. And they're in Atlanta, going, and, they're, like, and, they're, and, they're, and they're going for three weeks, and they're yeah, leaving and they're tomorrow. Buying, so they're buying boots yeah. and waders. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. just laying. They're getting everything. That's why yeah. the yeah. Houston shop you're talking about has everything, needs yeah. everything yeah. because there's just the people that. Well, another that thing is like you look at like there. Atlanta yeah. and Same Houston. Kind of market, those yeah. are those are air those are airline hubs. Yep, yeah, exactly. Like because exactly. you can get on a flight direct from Atlanta to just about anywhere in the fucking world. Like here, you get on a flight in Charleston, you got to connect like three times to get anywhere. Yeah, you get on a plane in Atlanta. You ain't stopping. You're just like, oh, I'm going to Paris or I'm going to Mexico. Are you thinking someone's going to land in Atlanta and be like, shit, I need like... No, what I'm saying is is like the people that live in Atlanta have an advantage over everybody else in the country as far as flying to destination spots. They actually go cheaper because they don't connect anywhere. Like Atlanta is the connection. But you can say that. Houston's the connection out west. You you can say that. I think that'd be a discredit to the fish hawk. And uh, growing up in that situation, I guess, in the fly fishing part of it, I don't know how they did it, but they did like social media advertising before social media existed because there was never any huge articles you saw, but like everybody's like, Oh, you're from Atlanta? Like I'm out in Montana, they're like, Did you ever been to Fish Hawk? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, mouth, all the mean? time. Yeah. Dude, but I, I mean I worked it was, in work, it's totally word of mouth, but yeah. I mean like social marketing, not media, yeah. social marketing. Yeah. It I just worked in got out there, they had everything. I worked in Western North Ghana when I was a teenager, worked in a fly shop there and I had guys and, and we weren't a destination by any means. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But, like, I mean, I'd have guys that'd be, like, come in and reps or whoever, and they'd be like, like, dude, you should see the fish hawk. You should yeah. see you should see what they do. Well, Western I'm North like, Car- what the fuck? I, I, I don't know what the fish is in Atlanta. Like, well, it's crazy. Might as well be fucking California. Because Western North Carolina is a lot like parts of Montana and Wyoming. 
it's a shop just enough to get you by. Oh, yeah. And for it, the local rivers. And yeah. for the local rivers. Now, we sold online, and this was before online really became a big thing, but my boss at that time, like it was EZFlyFish.com or something was his online presence. I shipped shit to Lithuania. Like, I was shipping shit to Europe and Australia, and, I mean, we were... I worked in this little back office. Like, that's where I got hired to do. And I big stood deal. in the back, and all I did was load... Huge too. I loaded fly reels, like, with fly line, because people would buy the fly line reel and back in it, and they would, we would load it for them. So I would stand back there and tie knots and load reels and box shit and ship it. That's all I did all day, every day. Well, I, I walked through the store and I pull shit and I'd ship shit all over the world. But it. as far as people that came in, yes, we had seven and a half. I remember the Sage XP 764 weight. That was the Western North Carolina rod when I was working. And, dude, we would sell like two of those a week. People would come in from Charlotte and stuff. They'd come by like, hey, man, I need a new four weight. And we'd be like, pull out the XP. And they'd be like, I'll take it. You know, like that was just, that was like. All we had was four weights. Well, I can't tell you how many times working at the fish hawk, how many people would come in from Europe, and you can tell the second they come uh, to the door. <laughs> yeah. Boy, can you, you can. Yeah. Yeah. We we through the door. They right? have they a get, game. We they have game. man purses for we'd one. Go, That's a pretty good cool yeah. yeah, When they get close to the door. <laughs> we'd go Euros or not, and they'd always be Euros. So, Usually tiny shoes is your indication. Yeah, and yeah. rolled up tight pants. Yeah. So they'd come Capri's. in. Yeah. They'd come in. They literally would do like day, day or night evening layovers to fly out the next morning just yeah. to come pick up thousands of dollars worth of stuff to take it back to the States to give their friend, like their buddies would put in orders because a $700 rod in the States costs 1500 bucks over in Sweden. They were usually sweet, Swedish people. Not Gary, Swedish. show me your fly. There's a lot of fishing over there, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, a lot. I mean, it's even like if you look on like Instagram and crap like that, it's like loaded with Swedish fly fishermen and stuff. So well, yeah, tons uh, for sure. That's that. They either have that or shooting rifles. That's all they do, mm-hmm. and or skiing. Yeah, and they're, like they're being really depressed trucking through some snow. That's true. <laughs> Isn't there like a what was there like a truck driver show on Discovery Channel in Sweden? No, what is not that? In Sweden. It was the Ice Road Truckers. Ice Road Truckers. That's what I they thought. probably did did like a Sweden edition. They started running out of ideas on that show. Like, yeah, it's really icy. <laughs> <laughs> They did that jungle edition yeah. one. Um, I'm good for now. Um, so we got to call Leak in 15 minutes. What should we do? Should we just go ahead and take a break now? Or sh- game show? We're going to do that after Leak. Okay. Should we, we go ahead and talk about now. Ascension Bay now or yeah, do it after Leak? Do that now, I guess. Let's do it a little now. Let's do yeah. it. Let's leave then. Okay. So so Lawson and I went to Palometta Club. Whoa, son. Oh, son of a God. You okay? Michael just like. Yeah. Do we need the stitches? Do you need to sew yourself up? <laughs> you want Will or Paul? Uh, yeah. No, nah, it just hurt. It was My like mom a, is a quilter. What it's like a funny bone on your leg. Well, you, Does I, that exist? Does I that don't know. Thing? Can you do it? He's probably the one that can do it in the room. Can no. do what? Lawson stitches. Oh, sorry, Lawson. Well, that's the last beer I had in mind, so we'll have to get him out of your cooler from now on. That was the last oh, one? You know. Twelve pack went gone. So much for giving you stitches, I guess. Um, <laughs> you want to freak out out there, okay? <laughs> Whack the shit out of my leg. So Lawson and I went to Palmetto Club. Yes, you did. Along with about eight other guys. So let's nail this down. Proper pronunciation. Palometto. 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 He goes, Meta. You go like Palomino. Everybody's like, you, you go proper pronunciation. He goes, Palometto. Yeah. Like, Palometto. <laughs> I had to think about it. Palometto. Palometto. Which doesn't make any and sense to me pa- because Palometto mean? Permit. 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 But here's the deal. Like, there's an actual fish named a palometta, which is not a permit. Oh. 
So yeah, it has the longer dorsal. Yeah, it has longer dorsal, fin. which always confused me. Like when, because I know that's a Spanish word for permanent mm-hmm. palometta, but I'm like, there's an actual palometta fish. But that they is say like not brim size. Yeah, they don't get big. They're like tiny little things. But they get yeah. a lot though. I mean, like we got to get to. The I didn't know Rabalos was snook. I never heard that before, which I thought was interesting. Rabalos. Yeah, like Sabalos like is tarpon, so yeah. Robalos. It's like, like Robalo. You are talking yeah. about the boats, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. No. I didn't know that. That's awesome. No idea. So, uh, <clears throat> 10 guys, a lot from here from Charleston, about five or six of the guys that never caught a permit. We had a good group, some returning guys, some new guys. And uh, flying to Cancun, we had Cameron Mortensen from Fiberglass Manifesto. Yes. And Cam had been permit fishing. He went to Blue Horizon, I believe, before. I've never been right. on a boat like that. He's though. still searching. No, oh, he. I think he did pangas. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I said never had to been know. out of the boat like that. Yeah, though. I don't know. Walking. So, uh, so six days of fishing. Great lodge. You get there, have a little din din, little margarita, and then the next day you you get you meet your guides. Everyone gets paired up, and you fish with a different. How'd guy. y'all pick y'all's guides? You, know, you get a different guide every day. Okay. So and you. I didn't know if you were like. Ooh, I like him. Well, like if Lawson and I were going and didn't know anyone else, yeah. we could say Lawson and I are fishing together all week. Like, yeah. but since everyone knew everyone was part of the group, you fish with someone different every day. You meant more, more like the guide. Guide. Like, yeah, the like, guide. No, I know, but you get randomly selected. Yeah. You don't really pick your guide either. The plan is for everyone to fish with a new guide every day. Gotcha. But you end up getting doubled but up like, sometimes. Like at the end of the week. Yeah, Maybe I've done Paul, it. I've, I've done it. I just yeah. didn't know if, I, if y'all did it a different way. So, like, if Paul had fished with a decent amount of the guides, but there was, like, three that he hadn't, at the end of the week, he was like, well, I haven't fished with Coriano, and I want to. So, yeah. we got Coriano. Well, what, what would, like, could you, that. like, theoretically, let's say you, me and you went to Palomata Club, right? Just me and you. Okay. Not, like, a group of eight people. Yeah. But what if we went down like there? Like, just a no relationship, no strings yeah, attached. no strings attached. Just, just see what just happens. See what happens. But, like, if, if you, because you've been there enough, and so you know a lot of the guides, what if, could you, know you just roll up and be like, I want to fish with Corleona all week? Uh, probably not. If if they were. Although, so Mike did say that in like August and stuff, which is, he said it's so freaking hot that very few people come, but they will see the guided yeah. trips. They have less guides that time of the year. And less and people. so at fishing. that time, you can be like, well, I've fished with Johnny for a long time. I like fishing with him. Can I just fish with Johnny for like four days? And they'll probably be like, yeah, because he'll take the money, you know? Yeah. But yeah. most of the time, there's enough people. It's better to, they like rotated. I guess that like, means so somebody can't like cornhole the best yeah, guy. Like what all if way another out. what yeah. if another guest likes Johnny as much as you do? That's true, yeah. Like, so Johnny the UPS driver. Like the last <laughs> day Steve Davenport hadn't fished yet with his favorite guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hadn't fished with him yet either. So I told Mike, Hey, I'd love to fish with so and so. He goes, uh, Steve already claimed him for tomorrow because he hadn't fished with him yet. Yeah. So when it starts kind of Steve getting down, gets priority. Yeah, he's been there forever, yeah. but he still doesn't. He didn't get to fish with that guide yeah. every day. He yeah, just wanted yeah, to fish yeah. with him that day. But anyway, so I got lucky. I caught my fish the first hour, first day, which is good and bad because I was cursed the next five days. It's but like the first cast fish. Like you never yeah. want to catch it, a fish on your first. It was cast. the first. Like, it was the first fish I casted to. Maybe. So sometimes. So sometimes. get out of the boat and the guide, like I kept saying, like we started getting like within 50 feet. You think you caught that first fish, like first cast. And they're like, the legend is true. Pablito, greatness. So he kept getting me closer and closer to the fish. I'm like, I can cast from here. He's like, no, 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 no. 
let's keep going. And you know, you're about like gut high in the water, and so you're basically looking at this fish like almost eye level. So it's the closer you get, the more freaked out you are. I'm like, ah. So I cast it short, and I cast it to the left, and third cast, it lands right in front of him, and you see that dorsal disappear, and you feel this bump, and nothing happened. I kept stripping it. I'm like, mother, I just blew it. I don't know what happened, but he bumped it, didn't hook, and all of a sudden, that dorsal re- reappeared. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, he's giving me another chance here. So I cast it in front of that fish. The dorsal stays there, and all of a sudden, I get a bump, and it's a different fish. So there were two fish there. We didn't know that. So I... Uh, you know, did my thing, and then we were about to tail it, and he did one last push, and the fish got off. But they count the leader fish, so I counted it. We didn't get to hold it or touch it. And then uh, right Arrest after that, it. My, this is kind of my only fish story of the week. Right after that, I'm getting back in the boat, and Don gets out because there's two more fish they chase. And after that, we started seeing some tarpon. I'm in the boat. Don's out walking for these permit. And all of a sudden, these two per, oh, these two tarpon show up in my vision. With each had a permit above them, like <laughs> like they're on a ray. It's almost as if they're on a ray, but they're on these tarpon. Ugh. And I had a tarpon rod in my hand, so of course I cast it to the left fish. He ate. I stuck him like three or four times, and all of a sudden he just spit the fly, like just total just middle finger. <laughs> tell him what the God told you. Was the guy. <laughs> oh yeah, what did he say? He said, uh, he goes that fish told you to fuck off. Man. <laughs> I'm like hell yeah, he did. I mean, he spit it out. He never jumped. He never did anything. The fish just was never stuck, basically. Anyway, Lawson uh, Lawson had some encounters too with some fish. Yeah, he I had some looks and some follows. But you had a couple leans. Yeah, couple a couple leans, leans looks. but nothing that wanted to connect. I had one day. It was the same day that I talked about that story earlier with Alfonso and Johnny, and we were fishing this pretty good school. I mean, it was like six, seven fish, and casting to it, casting to it. Finally, this one's following it all the way up. I mean, I, my leader was getting pretty damn close to the rod, you know. I just get this eat and it doubles over and he was like, "Set it, set it," and I was, I set it and I was holding it and he's like, he was like, "Hold that fish," and I was holding it and he's like, "Not too hard," and I was like, and, I, and so I let it go. He's like, "Too soft." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you had a fish on? <laughs> well, sort of. He had an and eat. So, okay. And so I, he's like, "Clear the line, clear the line." Let's start letting the line clear. And by the time the line actually cleared and I wasn't putting pressure on it anymore, uh. It kind of like went limp, and we we're like, "What the hell?" So I start stripping in instead, and this everyone on the boat was like freaking out. First off, like we all thought we had a permit, you know, we were so pumped. Everyone was like, "Yes," you know, and uh, and then this mangrove snapper just kind of comes up. <laughs> oh, and shit. after that, there wasn't a word said for ten minutes. Uh, straight. Look, I don't I speak mean, not, Spanish. That's the biggest beat down. Oh, it wasn't a single word. I mean, like it was me and Matt, a guy that went with us, and then Johnny and Alfonso. Nobody said anything at all. Ten mm. minutes straight, like Alfonso just kind of pulled it up all sad and took the <laughs> snapper off, put it down, and it was just like nothing. And then about ten minutes later, Johnny just goes. That fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were in the glades of Tucker. We had something similar. We were pulling this back little eddy. And it was stupid quiet. And there were like three fish in there just rolling, like this kind of high roll sitting like type deal. And I get on. We find like we're pulling. Like we're barely pulling. We're just creeping as quietly as we can because it's so slick and calm. We don't want to spook them. And finally, I get close. This fish rolls. I'll drop a fly on him. I start strip, strip, strip. And I see a flash and I feel dump. And I like hammer back. And I land a fucking sea trout. Like, what would normally be like a nice sea trout. But then the thing, I get it up like I pull the leader. I'm trying to be quiet because it's still tarping around. And the fucking thing falls off the hook in the boat and starts banging off of everything. Just banging rods around and then just fucking gone. It was awful. No more tarping after that. 
in the words of your Mexican god, it fucking I mean, sucked. For us, <laughs> I think the best part of the trip, at least, is, I mean, especially for Alex, was Alex got his first permit ever on his first trip out of the country ever. Oh, wow. So, I mean, he was just totally stoked. God, he was know? like Mr. Mexico, oh, man. Everything, like, it was like poor margarita. He was like, this is the greatest thing ever. It was like, go eat a taco. It's like, oh, my God. It was like, you know, so amazing. He was like, I'm moving here. You know what I mean? And I was like, well, you're probably not going to move here. He's like, no. No. I'm going to move here. And I had, you're not. And I had the pleasure of staying home here and working and watching Paw Patrol at 7 in the morning. Well, Ooh, yeah, Paw he, Patrol. Said, he says working, yet when we got him on the phone, he's like, what? Work? I'm just out here on the boat. I want to love to do that. You mean you called me at 7 o'clock at night? That was like 5. Come on. It was not 5. But, um... How do you even get in service in Mexico anyway? Well, it was like terrible trying to call you with the internet Wi-Fi, phone. You know? Oh yeah, Magic um, Jack. It was really <laughs> pretty much. I'll tell you what. What was interesting that comes off of Alex saying like, "I'm going to move here." We were walking through the town and looking, and there's this one house. I mean, straight beachfront property, looking out on the water, and it's for sale. And Alex is like. I'm gonna fucking buy that. Like I'm gonna live here. It was what like, are you gonna do? Like you're you're not like, gonna live there. It's like your 90, freshman year in college, yeah, the first yeah, time you get to hang out so with the girls. You're like, well, oh, I'm gonna be here forever. But yeah. it, it made it even better because he was so stoked. You know, it made everyone else like, yeah, this is cool. Like, That's awesome. Know, like, yeah. yeah, and but he wanted to buy it. He was like, I'm gonna buy this place. Found out how much it was from Mike Gifford, and Mike was like, it's overpriced. You know, and it was his Canadian accent and on, and uh, hey. and and Mike was like. But, you know, you, you you pretty much don't actually own it when you buy a house. He was like, you buy this place for 98000 or however much it is. But since you're not a citizen of for like Mexico. years or something? No, since you're not a citizen of Mexico, if they decide they need that property, quote unquote, they'll you, just be like, this is Mexican property now, not yours. And it's just gone. And you're like, oh, shit, what just happened? It's always fun to take people. Like the first time someone's ever been to Belize, I've been before, like you point out houses. Just got like, yeah, man. Uh, Bart Reynolds lives right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, Bart Reynolds. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look real close, uh, yeah. the bandit cars just stuffed right There's up underneath the bottom. Tanya right Tucker used to sing at this bar. <laughs> Will, <laughs> have you ever been going over the bridge? You know the like Cross Island Bridge on Hilton Head. Yeah. Well, there's this huge house off to your left, and it's, I mean, it's massive. And mm-hmm. the house next to it is bigger than most houses, and it's like the guest house. And so there's all these stories that Michael Jordan was going to buy that house. Michael Jordan lived there. Oprah had that house, had a golf course under the, you know, like all this shit. And it's like, so that went like the go-to once we were done with like eco tours. You're like, there's a bird, there's blah, blah, blah. And you're like, Michael hey, Jordan. you see that house? Over there? Michael Jordan owned that house. Like <laughs> stuff like that, you know. Apparently on the Chattahoochee with some of our striper fishing friends, Tyler Perry's house is kind of a landmark. Of where to fish? Oh, in Lanier? <laughs> no, on the river, I think. Of oh, where really? to fish? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we fished some. I was on Lanier this year. We fished some house that had like a couple whites under the dock. And it was a ridiculous. It was a compound. It wasn't a house. It was a fucking ridiculous place. And the guy that I was fishing with was like, he was like, I'm pretty sure this guy's like a mafia dude. So we like everybody fished it. We all called the Don's house. <laughs> it was fucking well, ridiculous. You heard about that one in Hilton Head where uh, it's a house that's like right on this peninsula called Brahms Point. And so he ended up getting arrested because he was having, like we were talking about the drug running earlier. Yeah. This sailboat would come into the backyard and they were unload it. And they got caught for that. Guy went to prison. And so they were doing run-throughs with the Coast Guard and like the local police. And they'd shine spotlights into his backyard. And they saw this guy digging in his backyard, send a cop car over there. And his lawyer's digging up just duffel bags of cash. Uh, 
that he had stashed. Crazy. All right, guys, we got to call Leak in like seven minutes, so let's take a little break. Yeah. We'll come back, call Leak, tell Waters actually books Palomata Club. See how we're, this is all working out it's really working well. Out. Works out good. All right, we'll be right back here. Just a big old red wine, Hereford Bull, standing under a mesquite tree. And I went to Austin, Texas, he just keeps on playing hide and seek with that hot August sun. He's sweating and a pant, cause work is never done. When that old fisherman's urge overtakes you, you'll find that Mercury has four twin-cylinder outboards designed with you in mind. Try the six-horsepower Merc 60. Only 51 and a half pounds, but it delivers enough power to keep up with motors double its horsepower rating. Or try the Merc 110. Trolls at a snail's pace when you want, yet packs 9.8 horsepower into a scant 56 pounds. The 20-horse Merc 200 is ready for work or play. Like all Merc glide-angle twins, it slips through weeds and slides over obstacles. Top Mercury twin, styled like our fours and sixes, is the Husky Merc 350, lightest 35-horsepower outboard ever built. Compare Mercury twins with competitors' outboards. It's the quickest way to find there's no comparison. There are nine Mercs from 3.9 to 100 horsepower. See your Mercury dealer. He's got the Merc you want. Hey, this is David Rosen from Southern Culture on the Fly. And uh, I always, always listen to Barely Live podcast with the Flood Tide Boys. Because otherwise, I'd actually have to look at them. <laughs> Hey Michael. Hey. Do you kind of you guys kind of visualize like curtains opening every time we do this? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Like our invisible audience. You see how they they stop like instantly. They all know it's like time, and we trained them well. That's yeah. the fame in him speaking. Well, what's up with the cue card? Oh, awesome. We got the cue card lady. Someday you'll have your day. I no, think so. well, I don't you'll think I'll ever be as famous as Papa Bucket. Oh, shut I don't up. think it works that way. <laughs> <laughs> New edition of uh, Southern Culture on the Fly came out today. Yes, it did. We didn't yeah. talk about that yet. Yeah, yeah, you should do it. I mean, honestly, I feel like most of our, our readership is probably, or our listenership is probably uh, aware of that. I mean, but if you're not, go find it. It's there. That's Southern Culture on the Fly, all spelled out. Dot com. And it's good stuff. All right, we got to get right into Colin Leak. Um, he's kind of a time schedule guy, busy man, very highly organized. David Leak. You're going to explain David Lee. who he is. Yeah, so. <laughs> you might want to give his right name when you're talking so to him. So I worked with him back in the day, the Dallas store, like a long time ago, back in 98, 99, when it was Blue Drake Outfitters. Then he started Blue Drake Travel, and then Blue Drake turned into something else about the time I left to Wyoming, where he kind of kept his travel agency business going for fly fishing. Then it turned into Tailwaters Travel, and then Tailwaters opened a store based on that success, and that's where we are now. So he's uh-huh. he books he he books people all over the world to go fly fishing like any other one of the businesses that you might be familiar with. Uh, but as far as organization and on top of his game, man, it's hard to beat David. I mean, he's the one that books our trip to Palmetto Club, 
And uh, we'll get into it. We'll find out what else he does. How about that? Sweet. I'm going to turn this tune down or just pause it straight up. Pause hey, Will, it. what's the over-under on this phone call working? Let's see. <laughs> Let's see. What's, what's the Vegas odds right now? <laughs> All right. One. <laughs> Four. Zero. Hi, David. Hi, David. It's, it's Paul Puckett. <laughs> what do you say, Paul Puckett? Hey, man. Dave, David Leake, everyone. David Leake. Yeah. Uh, we got hello everyone. Yeah, hey buddy. We got Will, Mike, and Lawson, and uh, we're just really happy to hear your voice on here. Awesome! Thanks for having me. What do I? What What do I um, owe this surprise or honor? Uh, that's it, man. Thanks. Thanks for your time, buddy. We'll We'll, <laughs> we'll see you later. Okay. Yeah, ten four. Well, you guys have a good one. <laughs> we'll get, cancel our cancel our uh, flood tide account, and yeah, uh, yeah. we'll chat soon. <laughs> yeah. No, man. Uh, I just kind of gave the intro when I met you, probably back in like ninety eight, ninety nine, when you were uh, Blue Drake and did Blue Drake travel, and now it's kind of morphed into Tailwaters, your own operation, and then the store opened up because of your travel uh, success, and here we are today. And we uh, we talked about the Palometta Club as well in a segment before this. And how much fun and what a great place that is and uh just how on top of your game you are in the travel biz these days oh thanks man well super flattering thanks for saying that and for for uh for feeling that it's um it's been a a a wild long ride since 1998 um with you misbehaving at west bank anglers but but uh we did a little bit yes (laughs) so far so good um and thank you guys for uh, for making the trips happen, to say Absolutely. the least. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. We got Lawson here too that went on the trip, as you know. And uh, I'm hashtag sure rebooking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, man. I, I, I told Mike. I said that. I said I promise you that I won't be the last. I hear. I hear. I hear of that comment. It couldn't have um, happened more perfectly, dude. It was so funny. So funny. He left his phone sitting on the bar. Yeah. Yeah, left his, left his phone sitting there, and Alex, the guy who caught the permit that he was talking about, walked by and just kind of like, like it lit up ding, ding. as he walked by and saw it, and was like, "All right, I'm bringing that up again." Yeah. Like, <laughs> it File that one away. Absolutely. Well, yeah, man. So uh, we were also talking about great fly shops, and your shop came up. How's I know that the the new store has been in business about a year and a half, and. Uh, How's it going with 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 as big as that store is compared to the other location? Is it is it has the overwhelming part of it kind of gotten uh, a little? Have you gotten kind of a comfort zone yet with how big that store is and how a little bit harder it is to manage? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the um, two two part answer. I mean, the 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 growing pains associated with the business for kind of regardless of where it's located or still exists. I mean, um, still all the struggles you have with staff and retail and, um, the, you know, the usual fires that require putting out, um, are, are as big as ever. Um, but, um, yeah, in terms of the move, it, it, um, you know, our, our customers, um, candidly really, we're such a destination deal. Like, like most fly fishing, related enterprises and particularly one without a local fishery so it's um you know a calculated risk but but um at the end of the day we're still convenient and um and so no need to be in the high profile high trafficked 
part of town. And so really, I mean, it was sort of a lateral move in terms of the commitment, but got a whole lot bigger bang for our buck and a, a cooler venue to, um, in terms of an urban um, fly shop, it's, it's, um, it's kind of nothing like it, you know, being, being super convenient to the customer base geographically, but, but having the, the Trinity river and, and all that entails in our backyards, pretty, pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, no, in terms of the, the, uh, the heavy lifting and the, the rebranding and the, the, you know, all that kind of initial startup restartup stuff, I, I think we've weathered that storm for sure. Hey man, um, this is Mike uh, Benson. So I worked for fly shops for most of my adult life, and and today I was fishing uh, with with Matt Mar- Marjorie and however you say his name. I still haven't figured out how to do that yet, but he works down with Blackfly yeah. and uh, Vaughn down there, and and it was it was around and helped Vaughn when they moved and and kind of opened up the new shop and was trying to get that going. Uh, and we talked a lot about it this morning, but um, and we talked a little bit about it earlier on the show before we called you, but. What would you say as a guy who's who's now worked in a couple different shops and now opening this shop and moving, you know, what are some things that you guys try to focus on to be a good shop? Like, what are some of the things that you decided were important um, outside of the normal stuff, you know, things that you and your experience saw that was going to be important for you guys to be successful in what you did? Yeah, well, I, I was, it's a great question, and, and I'll, I'll kind of open my comment with I, I there's a lot more on a yellow notebook that we haven't done that that um that i i think is critical but um a, a sort of a overarching response would be that um i think things are just getting more and more competitive i mean not to not to beat a dead horse i, I think any retailer would tell you that it's between online and and um just the way that consumers behave and the way that the the old guard is aging and the the way that the younger generations um shop and and have interest in and in, in a niche sport it it's uh it's harder and harder but specifically you know what we try to do and and are striving to improve upon is is um making it convenient for for our customers you know it's it's a uh, um never going to compete with Amazon, I suppose, but, but, um, try, trying to take the fly shop experience, um, um, in terms of expertise and being able to touch and feel, um, and sort of melding it with, 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 um, sort of a concierge style of outfitting or shopping. It's, it's, you know, you're, you're, uh, you guys really haven't experienced it cause you're not local, but, but if, if you were, in North Texas or even just Texas in general, we, we try to make it really, really easy for you to click a button to, to request a fly selection or, or, um, you know, we'll, we'll have kind of dorky, but we'll have outfitting appointments. So you get, you know, a group of six guys going to Cosmoleto and Seychelles and you schedule a happy hour sort of made possible by having a big bar in our back, you know, on the deck and, Convenient. um, try to try to get them into the store for sort of hands on, um, sort of a, an appointment, you know, you, you, you get there and there's a cooler beer and a bottle of water and the pre-trip and, uh, you know, a whole crew of dudes waiting to rig and try on. And, you know, as opposed to the typical model, which is, you know, those six guys come in on a Saturday after lunch and you're short staffed and I'm not there. And, you know, it, 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 so I think that the key to any store, um, 
in such a niche deal. I mean, that's just trying to orchestrate just or illustrate just one example of of trying to make people feel like it's worth driving over, it's worth paying sales tax, it's worth the expertise, um, but not having to not having to to fight the battles of of normal retail, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I the. In terms of the customer experience, you know, you know, to answer your question, I, I hope I've partially done that anyway. It's, it's um, trying to find ways to touch everyone more and make them make them feel like there's a reason to uh, go to the brick and mortar. Um, it, that, that's the from the consumer point of view. That that's one of our biggest goals for sure. Cool, man. Well, I, I would say that's a solid answer. I mean, I was just looking for the fact that we had that you guys had a bar in the corner, but <laughs> that was definitely uh, yeah. <laughs> definitely a more uh, thorough answer for sure. I got a question, bud. Uh, so you guys are obviously the pros on Palometta Club, and we've talked about that a couple times on the show. Uh, aside from the Seychelles, where where is your favorite? Where would be your favorite place to go fishing aside from Palometta Club and the Seychelles? Like if someone was going to call you. And say I've been to, I've been to Mexico a few times. I can't really go all the way to the Seychelles. Where do I want to go catch a bonefish tarpon or permit? Or I mean anything. <laughs> or yeah, anything. Um, it could be yeah, travel. Whatever. What's like, your favorite? Like where would you send someone on a dream trip? Yeah, totally. Well, you know, ha- having um having done this for seventeen years, believe it or not, the travel side of things, it's um it's uh um that answer sort of has evolved really in the last couple of years. It's um. You know, if you if you held a, a gun to my head and and said, um, you, you know, you could teleport yourself anywhere to go fishing, it it would certainly involve permit, I think. Um, but if I if I took that off the table, I would say, um, looking through the lens of kind of an of, of kind of <laughs> a worn out guy in the industry, I, I I sort of look at the sum of all the parts, as opposed to just a species or. Or whatever, and and um, it, it's hard to beat um, just an old-fashioned three or four-day redfish trip to the Gulf of Mexico, really anywhere. Um, yeah, for sure. It's a it's such, awesome. such an enjoyable thing to do, and then the Bahamas too. Um, you know, Abaco or Andros, just just uh, it's really hard to beat. Um, you know, waiting with no one around for for uh, larger bones is is uh, is also one of the more laid-back things. But at the end of the day. Um, you know, permit fishing on the Yucatan or, or Southern Belize is, is uh, without question, number one. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, we need to uh, – I know we've talked about it before, but we do need to hook you guys up with some sort of program here in Charleston where, you know, couples can come here together. The women go do Charleston things while the guys go and fish for four hours and stay and just figure out a good hotel where it can happen every time. Uh, we need to talk about that again. I know we've talked – we've mentioned it, so – yeah, for you sure. You guys need the no, Charleston program. Else, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, if if nothing else, um, you know, a, a proper referral based thing. I mean, it, it's our gig in Louisiana is so uh, is, is so high intensity with the inquiries and the bookings, and everyone wants to go in the fall. And it's it's uh, it's kind of a challenge, but you have, um, I mean, a good challenge. But you you also have such great other redfish spots around, and you know, like in Texas, we have. Um, as Paul knows, we have all these independent guides that are great guys, and and so I, I'm I'm just just throwing names in the hat and um, 
passing along all these guides info just in Texas as often as I am in Louisiana. So as booking trips in Louisiana. So, um, again, if nothing else, just get an organized, um, you know, list of guides and contacts and, and pass it along, you know? Um, well, we got Captain Lawson Builder sitting here waiting for some referrals. Waiting for business. Well, what I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, really no, Paul, Paul said that Lawson's fishing, you know, up like 15, 20 days a year. So I'm sure that. <laughs> that's right. He's, well, he's got a dial. <laughs> yeah, but he's on it. What I was going to say realistically, though, is something that would work in Charleston as far as like, it can't really be like a, you go out and fish all day for six days kind of thing. Cause it's so tidal based. I mean, I guess you, you could sure, you fish windows. Yeah, yeah. You fish windows. That's perfect. It for couples. Be, but it would, yeah. yeah, exactly. It would be awesome to see something that was able to take a good, you know, restaurant list and a good activities to do in the area as well as go fishing and really like pull it together. Mm-hmm. Not just like, you know, you go to the permit Palometta club and you yeah. fish six days, but really come up with a, cool itinerary for well, people we'll just have to, to fly almost. to dallas and hang out with leak for a couple of days and get it nailed down that's right <laughs> yeah i think we we need to have a summit back at the bar yep. and uh really really chat this out no no really i totally it's uh it's a part of the world i'm just not not familiar with at all so it's it's hard it's hard to uh pretend you know Let, let's yeah i think a little r&d a little r&d mission is in order well we'll make it happen buddy come see us and uh thanks for the time dude and uh tailwaters david leak at tailwaters in dallas texas go by and see these guys and uh, it's definitely worth worth the trip yeah thanks well, thanks, thanks david. yeah buddy yeah totally you guys have a good day and and uh hashtag rebooking <laughs> <laughs> all right dude we'll, we'll talk soon stay right, in touch fellas. david leak does everybody right. in texas have to say that at the end of every phone call yeah, adios yeah, is that like sure. a thing yeah, of course, dude. Do y'all have to do that? Yeah. Do you know where that shop? Do you know where that shop is? Dallas. Yes. Yeah, Dallas. <laughs> right by the Trinity River. Dallas. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Speaking of, y'all want to talk about the Rangers or uh, should we go on to game show time? It is game show time. Yeah, we're at two hours. Probably ought to move on to game show time. Yeah, we need to move on to game show time. Um. All right. Well. Are you ready for this, uh, Will? Yes. Uh, let me double check. So I guess since we didn't have anything to do with that, me and Lawson are the two players. No, Will's playing too. I'm playing too. Oh, you haven't heard any of these either? Nope. Ooh, all right. So here's how we're going to do this before we get into all the chaos of the intros. Um, you want me to go ahead and start her off? No, not yet. Let me explain the rules first. Okay. All right. So I'm going to play. Don't look at this screen either. You fucking cheater. <laughs> um, I'm going to play a segment, whether it's 10 to 20 seconds. Yeah. And no one can a- do not answer until we're not going to do anything until you've heard the complete thing. Okay. Okay. They can buzz in if they want to. No, no, no. I, oh, I, I don't want the chaos of yeah, yeah, right. people wanting yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and no. then I'm going to systematically say, Will, what's your answer? Gotcha. Mike, what's your answer? And I'll, I'll switch it up. And then you tell us the actual answer, and then we keep score, right? Yep. Yeah, I'll keep score. That makes sense. Let me okay. just write this down here. Oh, he's got he's got he's got right. tallies. I figure uh, it's, it's two fun. points, two points per per name per name. All right. So I think it's about time to send it over to our host. Here we go. What? Remember, I got my song. First. Oh, I forgot. Paul has a song. Yeah. Well, I like the song thing. So look, let him play his song. Go ahead. Welcome to Barely Lives. Guess whose voice it is from the fly fishing industry or TV shows from the 80s, 90s, or 2000s. We've got great guests such as Will Abbott, 
Mike Benson, Ed Lawson Builder. I'm your host, Paul Puckett. Sit back, relax, let's have a good time and see who's got it. He had one of those, I had one of those collar so mics. Horrible. So bad. Collar mic. <laughs> oh, God, hold on. Okay. You don't have to out when that happens. Lost Rokas. All right. So this litter could be anybody, though. It's not good. You sh- I mean, there's a couple of these that are wild, anyway. that are pretty dark horse. Yeah. A couple of them, though, you should know. All right. All right. We'll go ahead and start off with uh, the one I just accidentally played. All right. We're going to let it play, and then I'm going to ask. I got you. I got you. Systematically, person to person. Got it. Here we go. We are literally in the middle of nowhere today. Las Rocas, Venezuela. And after 30 years of tournament fishing in the Florida Keys, there's one thing that really stands out to me, and that is good fishermen can catch fish. But the great fisherman can catch the fish that doesn't want to be caught. Why? Because he knows how to feed the fish. On today's Masterclass, we're going to be talking about just that. All right, Lawson. I literally have no idea. Michael? Sound a little like Andy Mill. A little bit. Okay. But 30 years, I don't know if he's been fishing tournaments in 30 years, but that sounded a little Andy Millish to me. Okay. Will? <sighs> Having to think about this. <laughs> <laughs> Lefty Cray and lock it in. Lefty, really? Uh, might have been. Michael, two points. Oh. Whoa. I knew that sounded like Andy. All right. All right. That didn't sound like a young lefty to me. See, Lawson's going to be a little bit behind on this, I think, <laughs> a little bit on a couple of these. But maybe not. Maybe I'm, I'm wrong. I'm not that good with voices, so we'll see. I'm not good with names. Like, I can well, remember voices. I'm like, but who's it? What's his fucking name? Like, I'm not. Well, I guess that's, yeah, same here. That's a better yeah. way to put it, I guess. <laughs> Okay. I'm good better with races. <laughs> <laughs> with races? <laughs> yeah, like, that's a white guy. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, no, definitely a no, white guy. Definitely a white guy. Yeah, Jesus. Nah. <laughs> All right. Are you all ready? Yeah. Really all. all right, hold on. This is going to be a really hard game show with Paul's math, so. No, it's not. All right, you ready? Yeah. Well, let's do this. And the very first time, he took me for Rainbow Trout and... This massive rainbow came in and hit That's a bobber. Easy. And I was so scared I wanted to pass the rod off to him. And he wouldn't let me. And he made me feel like I was the greatest fisherman in the world. I, I'm pretty positive that I wasn't. But every time I caught one, he would just be excited. That's the easiest one all okay. day. All right, Will. <laughs> Are you really? I don't know. That sounded a little uh, Van Halenish, you know, <laughs> like a little raspy voice. Like, uh, so this is a fishing host. Someone in the fishing industry. industry. Fishing industry. And you've, you've, I think you've met him. You met everybody though. Because you hang out with the famous. Giving away you hang out with the famous Paul Bucket. I'm not giving away tips. I'm gonna have to go. Five with seconds. Jeff Legoki, final answer. Lock it in. Okay. Um, Lawson. I literally do not know. You got to answer so, something. You got to answer just something. Say, uh, Scotty. It's a show. It sounds exactly. You mean like lock it Scotty. in? Lock yeah, it just in. Lock it in. I don't care. I'm just saying. 
Michael. That's our boy Jay. That's JJ. Ding son. ding, Michael. <laughs> Woo, son. Jay who? From uh, Jay Johnson. Jay Johnson from. Uh, I thought Geofish. I thought for sure Will was you know going to get that. That literally, nail that was literally it. right after you said it. I was like, shit. <laughs> but I'm only like, like I haven't really watched that show, so I've only met him at iCast. So I was like, yeah, no, that's that's JJ, baby. <laughs> All right, this next one's one of my, one of my favorite. This one next one's my yeah, favorite. Rock clip. Yeah. You ready? Yep. Yeah. Here we go. So round three, Michael's head four nothing, four zero. And I just hooked one of the most exciting game fish in the world, a Pacific sailfish, and I hooked him on a fly rod using sixteen pound test leader. Oh, there he goes. Oh, look at that, a hundred pounds of muscle. Look at him go. He's all intent on getting out of here and jumping. He likes it in the air, doesn't he? he wants to be a movie star. A greyhounder. <laughs> Keeps going. Greyhounding straight away. <laughs> like a mad dog. All right. This one, I'm going to start with Michael. I, I kind of want to say lefty, like an old, younger lefty. Kind of, or are you saying I'm lefty? saying lefty. I don't have anybody else in my brain right now, so I'm sorry. I don't think it's right, but that's where I'm at. Okay, Will? You got it? I guess I had to. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to do. I'm going to go with this. I don't even know how to pronounce this. So, can I get at least credit for? I'll give you a point on my if I judge whether you were. Yeah, if I'm making sense. Creativity. I'm going to go with the uh, George Pompanoff, whatever that guy's name, Pomeranian or whatever that writes in the. In it, what's his name? Are you talking about Pomeroma? I'm trying to think of someone old. George Pomeroma. George Pomeroma. That's like a negative one. <laughs> Locked in. <laughs> All right, Lawson. I'm going to give well, you a clue. Just I, I did have right. another one, but I didn't know his name. You. And well, before you give the I right was answer, guess what Mike said. So I'm well, kind of SOL. Right no, you're not. Right. Well, you got to yeah, give yeah, an answer. Yeah, you right. can go. One of that. South Carolina's favorite sons. Oh shit! Favorite. So, see, I'm wrong. I didn't even know that. See, I still don't know. So I'm just going to go with South Carolina. I mean, I'm going with what? Scoop Callahan. Going with Scoop. Billy Pate. Billy Pate. What here, golfer? I can honestly say I, I cannot recall ever hearing Billy Pate speak yeah. before. Oh my God! Are you you never watched those movies? Not Billy Pate. Fly Pate's fishing stuff, for no. giant tarpon. And I never saw Billy Pate. Stuff. And oh my, you have to because they're incredible. They're I mean, incredible. I mean I, yeah, I mean I I, 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 I believe you, but Billy I just, Pate, and I'm just looking for tarpon and a little Jack Daniel. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just saying I can't say I've ever heard his voice ever. All right. So like I, I can I'm I now yeah. I know why I missed that one. Regardless, <laughs> that was a great clip. It was, that was amazing. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Uh, let me just write. He locks it in the air. <laughs> well, we know Mike's winning. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, all right. All right. So round. We're on round four. Yeah, I yeah. guess. All right. This is. Um, all right. We'll go with this a little bit off, but you'll you'll see. All right. Here we go. To be a quality built rod. With quality components, guides, real seat. Come on, man. Do we really have to even do this? Come on. I get this first. I get this first. Did I say we're not listening? Well, it's sensitive, all right. It's sensitive enough. I felt that fan. Dead gummit. (laughs) Get another rod. All right, Lawson. So what's his name that wears the Tennessee hat all the time? Oh, you, you seriously have to say, name. Do you have to Bill say Dance? All right, there you go. 
Okay. That's that's all I'll get in on that one. Michael? Bill Dance. Will? <laughs> what covers the White House? Five seconds. Slow dance. Uh, Not Geico has great insurance. <laughs> you should have gone with that one. All right, guys. Way to come in there with some points. Uh, yeah. So does everyone get two? Yeah. yeah everyone gets two. There's no canceling out. All right. All right. All right. Next time, I don't want any fucking talking during the middle of it. What if someone else doesn't all right, know? All right. All right. That was a pretty obvious one. Though. That should real. be negative one point. <laughs> Nobody, I'm, d- I'm doing nobody it. Your policy's getting out of control, Paul. Negative you I, I just got docked. You only point. got one point nobody for that. said a name, though. I mean, wow. He's docking me because I was interrupting it. Yeah, I clearly stated the rules <laughs> that we listened to the whole segment. That's true. You did. Yeah, I broke right. the rules. Mike I Benson, minus one. Yeah. I did it. I did it. <laughs> you fired. It's kind of like the... Uh, you fired. You're not amazing. <laughs> it's kind of like the Hill Valley Karate Championship. Like, <laughs> minus one point. <laughs> point to Russo. <laughs> Are right, you ready? Here we go. This one's shorter. Once it was finished, a friend and I took it to Miami and then drove it to Bimini at night. No GPS, just a compass, the stars in the night sky, and three six-gallon tanks of gas. Will. Got his own music over here. He's like, he's like, fuck your segments. I got my own background. Music. I'm gonna go with uh, Miami own <laughs> pilot. Okay, yeah. Mike. Only one person pronounces Miami. And you started Miami. clapping during that segment. That's so let's flip pallet. Like you, you were creating a ruckus. I come on, man! I didn't make a damn sound. <laughs> it makes other people anxious and it affects their scores and it their does. answers. I was very anxious. One Fuck point off, for Will. Michael. <laughs> Lawson. Uh, Point Russo. <laughs> Flip pallet. Okay. You almost made Will say Doug Rollins. All right. He got all nervous. <laughs> all right. So we're down to two left. You want to know the scores? Well, that was the right answer, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Only one person says Miami. <laughs> so Will with four. Mike with six. Lawson with four. Mike should be Miami. eight. No. Uh-uh. You, I got you docked, know the rules. I got docked a full Miami. right answer. Here you go, Mike. Miami. <laughs> Is that on a different thing? Yeah. It's Miami. <laughs> I love how he says Miami. Oh, yeah. That's what, that's what my person says Miami. Do you think it was someone just go to like, dude, you're fucking mispronouncing it. He's fucking <laughs> yeah. Miami. Do you, do you but he's, he's from ever, Miami, he so like, he, can, there. It's like he can say whatever do you, he wants. Do you think he's ever said that and someone's like, well, what? Like, have you seen that? that uh, what's that family? It's like Missouri. It's kind of like me growing up in Missouri. Birmingham and going like, Birmingham. Have you seen that family guy <laughs> episode where everyone says whipped? Of, <laughs> and like whipped. in the middle of the sentence, he's like, wait, what did you, cool. you say? Whipped. Like, whipped. Cool. So we whipped. got a game here. Mine. We got right, a fucking the last game, game last here. Answer, last right, answer. Right, here we go. All right. All right. All right. Two one. more. Here we go. Y'all ready? All right. Go ahead. If I had to say what is the biggest mistake that most fishermen make, whether they're trolling or tuna offshore, they're fishing bass with a plastic worm, or they're fishing a dry fly for a trout, would be that the hook isn't sharp enough. Michael. Mm. Um, sharp. That's lefty. Hooks. I know I said that earlier, but that one's lefty. Do not look at my scorecard. Lawson, go. I literally can't see your scorecard. Lawson, go. Go. Damn. Point Russo. <laughs> <laughs> I want to time out on this one. I got to think, man. Uh, Do you need 
need to phone a friend? I might need to phone a friend, yeah. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> Celebrity phone a friend? I, I, I can't even. I have no idea. Just throw a name out there. Hey, All David right. Leak, I know we're calling you back, but I need a little help with this, buddy. Who is this guy? <laughs> I don't even have a name on my mind for that one. I'm not sure. I can't recognize the name. I was going to say what, Lefty, but I'm not going to say the name. same thing as him. Plus, I don't think what, I tell Lefty was talking about Bass Let me give you a little tip. So. Just say anybody with a two-word name. You've never done that yet so far. You've only done, given one one name. No, no. So no, no, I'll just make flip, up something. I said flip palette. That's so. true. Give me something. Yeah. Come on. Well, you I'll just go with Lefty, too, because that's Lock, what I was thinking. Lock him in. I got locked Will. in, apparently. Kind of a dick, so that means lefty. <laughs> He's talking about fly fishing with fly. So that's it's true. Too. You can't really get mad about that. It's but he acted like he didn't know everything, so that's why I'm thinking it's not lefty. <laughs> but he's still a dick. <laughs> so, I'm going to have to go with lefty. Uh, Everyone got it. Uh, oh, Do you really find lefty to be a dick? He's kind of a he dick. Is a dick. He's a dick to everybody. And no, that's just, not like, I mean, that's it's fine. Like, it's like being an old man dick. It's like, oh, he just, you're, not, you're like, oh, I won't go to the bathroom. You damn kids always got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the he's last left, one. He's allowed to be a dick. That's, we got six, eight to six. The double the points. We're going bonus. Oh, God. Here we go. Jeez. So this one is going to be worth four points. I don't even think I know it already. Four points. Four points. <laughs> this is a game changer. Y'all ready? Yeah. And I got I got two rounds of them. If at the if, at the end of the first one, if y'all want to hear a second one. Yeah. All, right. All right. All right. Bonus answer or bonus clip? Yeah. Just an extra one in case we need it. Just in case so we need this it. is the toughest one you at all. You need to ask all for right. the bonus clip if you need it. So wait a minute. Is I'll there any way I that we? So. Is yeah. there any way we can tie now? It's six eight to six six eight six. So like if you and There's both no got it, could tie. if you Unless both you got, got it wrong. and okay, I got okay, it wrong, gotcha. yeah. Okay. We could say if you say it wrong, you lose two points. Guessing whatever will. Or do y'all want to? Do y'all want to? Can we make our wagers? Yes, we're doing. Yeah, wagers. make wagers. Okay. Make wagers. Okay. God, I gotta pee. <laughs> I'm nervous. I mean, I had to pee before I started the game, but now I really gotta pee. All right, wager's in. Six, eight to six. I don't wager till I hear the voice. No, you got to wager now. That's how they do on Jeopardy. Yeah. No, Jeopardy, they ask no, you the question, and then no. you make your wager. No, you bet it. You bet it You got to do it before. What? What is this? Sit. Okay. That's my answer. Well, hell, I'm either going to win or I'm going to go home empty-handed. That's all there is to it. That's you, right. You can't wager 12 if you don't have 12. All right, <laughs> wager, wager my whole thing, then. <laughs> this is a Paul Puckett game, not... No, okay. you, you gotta. You can wager. Yeah, I'll wager fifty dollars. I only got thirty though. Yeah. Well, that was my plan. Are right, you ready? Here we go. All right. I think they they like to have a certain temperature. I'd say it's right around from seventy degrees. I'd say to about eighty-five. They'll be happy in in the shallow waters. I think you get much over eighty-five, and they start getting off the deep end. You know. Michael. Give me that second clip. I'm pretty sure I know who it is, but give me one more clip. You well, said you had to get to it. Yeah. Yeah. How does that? You have, have to go through everybody. First I think so too. No, I thought. I thought you said you, you can't could request well, the bonus clip. Like we could just friend. go ahead and play the second clip. Sure, sure, sure rules. I'm gonna need the second clip too. So. I can give you an answer. Ooh, let's do it without the second clip. Let's do it. 
I think we only go to the second clip if everyone needs the second exactly. clip. Exactly. Yeah. Tiebreaker. Will. Well, he didn't give an answer. That's I true. can give an answer. Give me an answer. Tom McGuane. Lock him in. Okay. Will. I will note that Michael did request a second clip, though. So. I did request one, and I would have. Yeah. I'll take the second one. Yeah, it might prove my first answer wrong, but I've yeah. already answered, so sure. I'll take that as my answer. And go on them, Jose Wahibe. Oh, that's a good one. I didn't even. I didn't. I didn't cross me, but that sounds all right. I got nothing, brother. Literally nothing. Lock him in. I'm I like. I like your second one. Lawson, you gotta give something. I, I literally got nothing on that. You're not one. gonna like say no, like gonna I've never Scott even, Davis or no, I've never even heard. I hope you never end up on Jeopardy. It's like I'm just fucking here, Alex. You know, <laughs> right. well, you know Jeopardy isn't fly fishing industry. Voice. I'd like to hear the second uh, one just to see if no, I we, think I'm wrong. We're still okay. I just, I mean, I'm not gonna change my. Well, why don't we just see the rules? All right, just see how it comes out. Look, if you turn to your right, there's some permanent. See him right there. Hard cat. <laughs> oh, perfect. Come on, guys. I had to play the oh, you I had to play it to a little bit, too, because I knew what it was. He I can't got me. got me. I mean, if he wouldn't have gotten it, then we would, you know. As soon as I heard he the first well, sentence of that second I clip, could, I knew who it was, and it was not too, Tom McGuane. I couldn't be too confident or Lawson would come in right behind me and say, hey, I honestly thought it was Tom McGuane. We got that. a winner. We'll add yeah. I thought, honestly thought it was Tom McGuane from that the Tarpon movie, because they're, they're sitting around talking about Tarpon. That's where my brain went. But the first two words in that second clip, I, I knew it was Jose. I was like, mother. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. That second clip was classic Jose. Like that yeah. one, you could hear his that's, accent. I wanted and the real. Now, that's, and that to, first one was hard. Like it didn't yeah. sound like Jose. And to really. be fair, when I was looking to looking for this, uh, I heard that whole sound <laughs> clip. I was listening to it. I found it independently. <laughs> oh, when it says fishing with flip. When I was going around trying to find this clip, yeah. I listened to that whole conversation. Oh, well, he did uh, his research. Did my yeah. research. That's fine. I don't have a laptop, so I can't. Miami. I have a cell phone, though. It's basically a laptop. Miami. Without a keyboard. Did I rip up my whole, like, oh, notes for the show or down here? Anyway, so. Here we go. Dallas, I like that game. Dallas, I play that Cowboys. Game. I like, Champion. I don't we'll like naming it. voices of people I've never even met. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And I'm never going to meet. So. I've met a few of those. Not all of them. All right, we got to take one more break, and then we're yeah. going to come back this with the last. This is an awful song, by the way. Lucero? This is Lucero. How are you awful. not like a Lucero? Come nice. on, man. It sounds a lot we like. we got Scoop I like Lucero, up. but I don't like uh, this type of song. we got Scoop. This is like 90% of their songs. <laughs> it's more of an Alice in Chains kind of guy. Exactly. All right, take a break. Scoop, and we'll be right back. Thanks, everyone. You're looking for the sexiest podcast in fly fishing. Come on down. Belly Life! That's right, the Belly Life podcast. All these boys are hitting the street. Looking for the hustle. Trying to make that jack jack. Paul Puckett, world-renowned artist. Lawson Bilter, recent graduate of a small local college. The body. <laughs> Will Abbott. Good man. Part-time stay-at-home dad. Hot. Flies. So hot. Fly lines. Sexy. Women. So hot. Mike Benson's cousin. Real fucking hot. Mike.
excitement and further casting. But she has no air conditioner. So, Barely Live Podcast, come on, join us and get the sexiest cool time in your fly fishing podcast category. Take that time, Rosenbaum. Back to you, boy. Stone Cold Groove. Here it is, folks. The new 1971 Mercury 1350. Six cylinders in line, 135 surging horses, and yet, like all new Mercs, it delivers top performance on regular automotive gasoline. I don't believe it. <laughs> well, um... And something else found on all Mercs is Thunderbolt Ignition, the quickest, hottest spark in the industry for the fastest, surest start. I don't believe it. <laughs> Wish you'd fall in a hole. And what's more, the totally new 135 engine design gives you more horsepower per cubic inch than any other production outboard made. I don't believe it. Steve Daly from Arkansas. I'd rather fish a bobber than listen to this podcast. Now this here's a story about the Rock Island Line. Well, the Rock Island Line, she runs down into New Orleans. There's a big toll gate down there, and you know if you got certain things on board when you go through the toll gate, well, you don't have to pay the man no toll. Well, a train driver, he pulled up to the toll gate, and the man hollered and asked him what all he had on board, and he said, I got livestock, I got livestock, I got cows, I got pigs, I got sheep, I got mules, I got all livestock. Well, they said, you all right, boy. You don't have to pay no toll. You can just go right on through. So he went on through the toll gate, and as he went through, he started picking up a little bit of speed. Picking up a little bit of steam. He got on through, he turned, looked back to man, he said, Well, I fooled you, I fooled you, I got pig iron, I got pig iron, I got all pig iron. Down the Rock Island line, she's a mighty crew. Rock Island line, it's a road to ride. Rock Island line, it's a mighty crew. Well, Oh, Johnny. Michael, they want more, dude. Woo! Woo! Whoa, whoa, yeah. <laughs> All right, we're winding down. They could be cheering for Johnny. Sure, I'm pretty Johnny. sure they're cheering for Johnny. I didn't have anything to do with Who that. wouldn't cheer for Johnny? Yeah, rest in peace, my man. <sighs> well, we're going to lead up to case. i got to go get that queso email. That Oh, you got a queso email? I didn't know. I didn't, we hadn't seen Queso in so long. I figured. All right, all right, all right. Well, Paul just ran off. Um, Paul just left us. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the only one with the with the list of shit we're supposed to be talking about that we never list that we never follow. Uh, I'm glad it's organized though. We actually do have a uh, yeah, Queso email. I don't really know. He's not. I don't really know how he's going to take this one. It's not really an inquiry. It's more of a statement. Dallas. God, I love that one, man. That's Paul's alarm clock every morning. That's what... Uh, should be. 
sure. Oh, uh, I haven't even seen Queso. And since, I haven't either, man. He's been in that trailer in the backyard. Is he still back there? Well, since you brought it back, you know, you used it like a month yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, t- you had to take all that stuff out. He put everything back in, and then Lawson had to use it, and he just... He's been real disheveled lately. It, it was pretty terrifying to open that trailer up. So, is it time for yeah, is it time for Richard's mail sack? No, we okay. got to talk about God. God. Oh my mouse! My mouse gets connected to this volume thing, and see, did it again. So, um, we're going to talk a little bit about a mythological superstition among fishermen. Oh, bananas! And I feel like there's more bad stories about them than not. Like, if you want to say to a fisherman, I think that's stupid. Someone, like a captain, will be like, no, dude, last time there were bananas on this boat, this happened. But the thing is, like, would... All right, so people are always going to find something to blame on something. So, like, would that thing... I get where you're going, but, like, would that bad event have happened without the bananas on there? Probably. Because it's usually some yes. sort of mechanical failure something. or something. That, well, you know. What I'll do is I'll read, like, the first four... Main are, are you going to go in like the history of it? Like, I'm not going to go too in depth, but I'm going to read like, yeah. like cliff notes. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's pretty basic stuff. I mean, banana boats used to have a pretty damn hard time. So, <laughs> so here's kind of the the first one. When top heavy ships of earlier eras would sink, precious little other than the bananas, they'd care. The, the hell kind of English is this? So basically, everything would sink except for the bananas. Precious little. Other than the bananas they carried would be found floating on the surface. So everything else would sink except the floating bananas. Yeah. The roofs come off. Thereby leaving some someone to conclude the conveyance of the fruit itself had led to these naval mishaps. Well, and also, too, you got to understand, banana boats were coming from the subtropical regions, which and this mm-hmm. is a time when you couldn't predict hurricanes and you couldn't predict these big storms. So, like, there were a lot of people who were hauling bananas from, from this point or that point that these ships just disappeared and just, you know, sunk or whatever. Yeah. And it's just because they were sailing through one of the most dangerous parts of the world at a time where they couldn't even begin to predict. It's still dangerous now, and we can predict shit, you know? And it's like... Salt laugh. Well, yeah. so spiders, snakes, and other poisonous venom, vermin, living among the bananas carried in the in the hole, in the hole would, on long trips, expand their horizons by infesting other parts of the ship, too. So yeah, they attract... It attract rodents, bugs, spiders, and yeah. people would catch diseases from those insects, or just die from the venom if it was something poisonous. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there was legit reasons why people didn't like hauling bananas back in the day. Yeah, and what, ma- what I heard the main thing is once the bananas go get spoiled, bugs would make everyone sick, and people would come back dying of malaria and all kinds of diseases because of the bananas. Yeah. Snakes. Uh. It's I mean, you're talking about pre-refrigeration and shit. Like, these things yeah. don't travel well. And if they didn't come back with fish and other things, they were trying to bring back the bananas to feed, yeah. you know, people. This so. is kind of having to do with bananas, not on boats. So yeah, this is, where a, it, this is where it came Lawson from. Lawson has a great the, banana story. A great yes. banana story. No, I've got a good buddy from high school whose dad was a pilot a banana. in the Air Force. <laughs> and we asked Uncle him what banana. the scariest thing you ever did in the military was and it's probably BS what he said carrying back bananas coming back from Africa they had a guy that stood there with a machete because they said there were so many snakes all in the bananas uh, so maybe that's a thing I don't know well here's another thing it says because the speediest sailing ships were used to get bananas to their destinations before they could spoil those attempting to fish from them never caught anything while trolling because the boats were Ooh, moving yeah. too fast yeah. mm. maybe I don't know that's kind of interesting could have been a thing other fruits would spoil more quickly when bananas 
were being shipped along with him, causing folks to deem bananas as bad luck. Actually, it wouldn't have been ill fate that resulted in the spoilage of other... This writing is crazy. What are you saying? But instead, the ethylene gas emitted by bananas as they ripen. Yeah. So would yeah. would spoil the other fruits. I, mean, I can get that. That makes sense. But now, I mean, honestly, the worst thing you can do in a boat now, like I don't give a crap if you bring a banana on my boat. Spray sunscreen. Mm. Banana, banana boat, boat spray sunscreen. sunscreen. <laughs> not not even like if you can bring banana boat lotion, you're cool. As soon as you bust out some spray sunscreen, I might just slap it out of your hand. Like I mean, that shit Why? it destroys gel coat. Oh, does it really? Oh, it'll straight up destroy yeah. your. Gel. And if you have like, if God help you, if you have a white deck, sometimes it'll discolor and like it's terrible, man. It's not good on your gel coat. Like Paul, Paul saying that sometimes. I mean, the guides in Mexico would make you sit there and wipe your fingers off before touching your fly line. It'll eat fly line. Fly line. But yeah. that had nothing to do with the fly line. Just he wanted you to rub your body. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Just so. and they love the body rubbing. Hey, gringo, get a little deeper. <laughs> Wipe it on the shirts. But yeah, it's just funny how like people yes. now the like I think you know people just need a scapegoat as to why the fishing yeah. wasn't good or something. Well, that's like anything. Like any guides are it's always superstition. Yeah, yeah. You should have been here yesterday. Like there's always the like I was talking about this today. Like people like like is it better to fish on a on a high pressure or low pressure? I'm like, well, that depends on who you ask. Because yeah. like some dude's gonna if the fishing sucks and it's a low pressure day, they're gonna be like, oh. Well, we needed high pressure, and if the fishing sucks and it was a high pressure day, they're going to say they need to be a low pressure. Like, you're always going to blame it on something. It can't be that you. just It's just suck. easier to blame it on something. <laughs> yeah, you got to have yeah. a reason because obviously you can't just have a bad day. No, it's got to be a reason. Well, there's people around here though. If you if they find out you had a banana on their boat, they're like mad. Oh, it's, it's, it's fucking a, it's angry. A serious superstition. I wouldn't care either. Like, I'm like whatever. I want to I want to beat the superstition. First off, I've never. I don't like bananas. Well, first off, you'd have to bring two bananas. You need one for you and one for the guy driving the boat. Yeah. Right? That's kind of rude to show. Yeah, up right. Banana. For sure. Yeah, you'd have to bring two. I don't. I don't like bananas, so I'd never bring a banana. But I honestly, I, I could honestly tell you, even though I don't. How about really, plantains? I, what if you digest? What if you? <laughs> what if you ingest a banana at breakfast and Ooh, you're technically on you're the technically boat with a banana? You're carrying a banana with you. No, I I wouldn't bring one on a boat though. Even if I was a banana guy, just because like even though I don't buy into the superstition, some people do. Well, what is Lawson? What do you think as well, a, as a guide? What if a client had a banana on the boat? Banana pudding. It's a fruit pudding. Pudding. I know guys that so won't. Let people, you don't give a shit. No. I know guys that won't let banana boat sunscreen. Yeah, on the I've boat. heard like, that too. It's yeah. ridiculous. That's a little too. Why? When I have bad, it says banana in the name. If I have bad days bait fishing, <laughs> but like, spray sunscreen to legit, no matter if it's fucking copper tone or not, that's bad. It's not okay with the boat. Like if I have bad days like bait fishing or something, when we I probably should have caught fish, and I feel like it really was something, I'll try and like guess and be like, maybe it was this, maybe it was this. I don't know. It's just kind of shitty right. Could have been me. You know what yeah. I mean? Maybe it was your Could've casting been. asshole. Like just. Well, I'm, I'm talking <laughs> you ever about, like, about that. Yeah, yeah. Fly fishing is a whole different story, but like, yeah. if I take someone bait fishing, you know, it's like, well, but sometimes they're here. Fucking they should have freaking eat. Sometimes you know they just I mean? don't eat. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And a damn piece of fruit think, ain't gonna. Yeah, the fruit ain't gonna make a difference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> are we ready for Mike's rant? Yeah, I do have a good one. Or I don't know if it's a good one. I have. Well, a rant. it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. It's still your rant. Yeah. Like, is it? Then do you care if it's good or bad to someone? So actually, no. You're still mad at it. No, I'm still mad at it. Yeah. All right. Oh, we just, you got your song. I know we got a song here. That's not the song. Something. 
pissed off. What you pissed off about today? I have to say, that's, my, that's my favorite Paul Puckett song with, with Jeff in the background. Really, really pissed off. Downtown. All right, so so today my rant is, and and I, I'm going to clarify a few things before I get started on this because I don't want people Preacher to get all brother. mad. I don't want people to get all mad at me for no reason. All right, want it? So get back. I I go on a lot of trips, and most of my trips because I I don't. I don't have the funds or whatever to go on a lot of guided trips. So most of the trips I go on are, are, are do it yourself or I'm camping somewhere or I'm doing whatever, but I'm figuring it out on my own most of the time. And it's not that I don't see the worth of hiring a guide. And it's not that I don't see the value in going to a lodge or somewhere where you have the input. It's just that I can't afford it. So I don't do that. So I'm not getting on people for going and doing things and, and having people show them how to do stuff. But every year I go on a trip to the Everglades or I go on a, a smallmouth trip or I, I go anywhere Referred I go. Referred to an hour one. Yeah, exactly. And and every year somebody comes up to me or multiple people usually come up to me. Mike. I'd really like to go do that. I'd really like to go on that trip with you and go down there and catch them tarpon in the Everglades. And, you know, first off, our trip's full and not, not like in a pretentious, like nobody else is allowed to go. It's just really six people is about as much as you can handle on, you know, in the sleeping arrangements and the food and everything for that. It, it just is what it is. So there's really no room for me to take anybody else. But secondly, it's a national fucking park. Like it's fucking free. You, it, we all own it. Like it's there. You really want to go do that trip? Then fucking go do it. Like it's not that fucking big of a deal. Well, I don't know anything about fishing down there. Neither did we. We just thought it'd be fucking cool to go figure it out. So we went and did it. And if you don't have the balls to fucking get in a boat and drive down there and fucking go try it for yourself, I don't want you in the fucking boat fishing with me in the first place. Because me and you are not going to agree on shit. So stop fucking at saying that to people. It's real lot to go on there and do it. Then fucking do it. What the hell is stopping you? you? Live in America, the freest fucking country on the planet, with the most public land on the fucking face of the earth. Go fucking fishing. You want to see a fish? Like, dude, seriously, you want to go see something cool? Go fucking see it. You're not gonna see it from your couch, and you're definitely not gonna come with me. Go fucking fishing. I have no money. So that's my rant today. Is you have the most opportune. As Americans, you have more opportunities to go and see and do more fucking things within driving distance of you that wouldn't cost you that much money. All you have to do is fucking go see it. I don't care if you don't know how to do it. I don't care if you don't know what you're fucking doing or where you're fucking going. You have the internet. The fucking internet. You can figure this shit out. There's satellite photos. There's message boards. There's ways to figure this shit out. And even then, you're not going to have a real good, clear picture. But you know how you figure that out? You fucking go. You just fucking go. And sure, you might waste the first two years of your life. But if it's something you want to fucking do, it's worth it. And if it's not something you want to do, then stay at fucking home and quit asking me to go fishing with me. I'm not going to give you all my fucking hard work for five years and go just tag along and let me show you. Hey, look, over here. Uh, I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing, but I still keep fucking going. So fucking go. That's my fucking rant. That's all I had to there say. There you go. Just fucking well, go. What if I just want to go with Mad Mike? You don't want to go fishing with him. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, there it was. We got we to play the song again. Well, I didn't tell that we had a strong topic this weekend. So, but we'll find something. Mad Mike, you off about Just fucking go. A lot of free land. What you so mad about today? Let's hear you sing. Spit beer in the crotch. 
What I just say? <laughs> you got that queso song ready for the oh, for yeah. the people? My God, that was a rant. Jesus, rant. get well, fucking, I, get Richard in I'm here. Sorry, man. Jeez. Get out of here, goddamn! I, I, I got him. I got, is right. he still in the fucking camp of the trailer? Yes, man. Right, I'll get him out of the trailer. I'm Richard Keith, and I'm so happy to be back. Ooh, it's hot out there in that trailer. It's starting to get to be more like summertime. I might have to find me a fan or something. Hey, Paul, you got any fans laying around? I know you're always sweaty. We got oscillators. Hey, Mike, I was just wondering. Drop cord uh, I mean, or something. Uh, Richard Keith, I want to bring this up. Uh, would yeah. you mind taking me and Paul fishing next week? Well, of course I take you fishing. You just get on the boat any time with old Keith. Can we go to the Everglades? We're getting with a What happened? What happened? You turn off your you mic, off your uh, mic uh, Richard. Case, Richard. I'm talking, it's on. Oh, Lord. Uh, it's oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. Oh, hold on. I got to fix it. <laughs> what? Are you, are you dialing me in from uh, out of space? Nailed it. Yeah, you guys, you know, you always welcome on the SS Queso. You know, we can go catch a little trout or something. We could take some of the Queso's uh, preserves and, you know, some crackers mm. and such. It'd be fine. Mm. But look, I got a letter. I, have, I you know, Honestly, I didn't expect to get any mail and nobody's heard from me in a while because you guys ain't doing the show. Everybody's traveling all over the place. I know. The world's by itself in here. Every I'm time I turn around, around it's Well, just, Mike keeps working. You got to talk to Michael. Well, Mike, he's, you know, at the hospital and stuff. You can't bother him over there. They got security guards. <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> yeah. He's protected. So, well, anyway, I got a mail. So I'm a big old man. But I'll tell you one thing about Mike. I'll let him give me an IV before I let a doctor. You, you know, you should. He does a lot more than them doctors ever do. All right, we'll dig down in my mail sack, tickle the bottom, see what comes out the top. Okay. Woo. So we got T.J. Laughlin. Laughlin. I don't know. They look the iris to me. Kato, uh, you got something against Stay Fly T-shirts. My kid got one of those shirts. You know what else he's got? Some of those big blow-up boxing gloves if you want to settle up. I work too hard for your bull, Chip. Wow. Bull Chip? Or is bull that Chip? Chip is his name? Is Chip is Chip. His... Maybe his name. This Maybe. is T.J. Well, don't get into details like Maybe that. P.S. I'm from Somerville. P.P.S. Keep up the good work, Flood Tide. Uh, so, uh, did I say something bad about Stay Fly? I don't remember staying bad. I, I don't like it. it. It sounds like a terrible name for a company. So, I mean, if I didn't say something bad about it, I'm going to do it now. Because, I mean, that just sounds really terrible, Stay Fly. What, what are you, 1990s rap video? You don't stay fly. Nobody stays fly. That's fucking stupid. Um, and, and you bought one of your kids one of those. That's not Fuck your kid's fault. Your kid's probably a cool kid. But he's got a terrible daddy bought him Stay Fly t-shirts. That's fucking awful. Uh, he's got the blow-up boxing gloves. What, you going to sick your kid on me? That's how we settle things now? What the hell is going on here? Look, man, look, you buy whatever you want for your kid that's fine he's a kid he can get away with wearing whatever he wants but as a grown man buying something that says stay fly on it you should to just be let, fair it is a hypercover shirt you should just let go of it yeah not hypercover how cool was that, that was you cool. said put your handprint you know what I, I, I bet the only person that had the one hypercover that stayed the same color was Paul's it was the color of sweat everywhere <laughs> 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 that armpit color purple now with infused hyper sweat <laughs> 
Yeah, that wasn't a good shirt for sweaty people. That was for sure. But you used to be able to be able to put your handprint. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm sorry, uh, TJ or Chip. I'm not really sure which which one you are. Uh, and I'm sorry, you live in Somerville as well. That's terrible. But other than that, like, man, I don't care what your kid wears. I, don't, I mean, I don't even know what Stay Fly is. But sure, you know what you should do? You should buy some Richard Queso gear. I mean, now the kid to be cool. Yep. You know? Maybe even get some of my preserves or some of my Richard Queso soaps and and a, a sort of variety of <laughs> I, look man i need some money yep. i'm still living in the trailer well, you haven't, out here. You haven't paid scoop in a long time to do it an ad yeah i don't even notice he hasn't been doing any of my ads i'm gonna see it now parmesan cheese flavored soap <laughs> well you have to pay scoop to do the ad what? he's a sponsor nobody else You're pays scoop i mean come on he's yeah they do scoop just makes stuff up i don't know if you've been listening <laughs> well I don't know. We gave you free, <laughs> five free ads. And you, you did. You did. And I appreciate that. And I also appreciate the trailer on, I'm living on, in. But, you know. On, hey. Hold on. Hold on. Let me check with Scoop. No, there's no need to call Scoop. Let's just get on out of here. But yeah, I love you, boys. I'm going to see you all back. I got to go watch the trailer. All right. <laughs> Reggie Case, sir. Let me pull up his music. Excuse me. Mail sack. Mail sack. Why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack. What the hell are you doing over there? And what'd y'all say to Queso? I, I mean, he about knocked me over when he's he came out that back door. Bad, he's in a bad way right now. I told you he was disheveled and mad. He was definitely disheveled. That's one way to putting it. Did yeah. you hey, see you know, whisper, how, whisper. how mad Shh, Did whisper. you see how mad Mike <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> Or doing some more <laughs> I loved looking up at you And you're just like in the mic going He's <laughs> 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 got Morse code going across uh, tick, 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 tick. <laughs> So He is so mad right now <laughs> And I don't understand why Oh yeah the text I'm reading the text Yeah Alright you gonna text me back Text me back Okay. Hey, um, I saw the look on your face. It was quite awkward. Did your ear get blown out? Ha ha. No, but it was uncomfortable. Ha. Ha. Comma. Did you really laugh out loud? No, I don't know what that really means. Emoji. <laughs> All right. All right, so we're at the end. <laughs> we're, first show. The, oh. Yeah, this is Will to all the Barely Live listeners. Sorry about that. that we really thought that was going to be something different than what it was. But uh, we promise to give it a better try next time. And uh, I'm right and here. Th- and thanks, <laughs> thanks for putting up with Lawson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we did it. That's uh, a good one. That's almost three long. hours. Long is long. That's long. the longest one. Long. That's to but make we, up. But we owed the people a lot. We really owed them a lot. Lawson, Black last thoughts. Last thoughts right with there. Lawson, right here. Last thoughts. With last Lawson. thoughts. Only I think you need to you need to watch your '90s TV fishing shows. I think David Lee was a, a little mean. <laughs> <laughs> he was. <laughs> Um, Naked and Afraid. Gonna watch some Naked and Afraid tonight. Oh, gonna watch it. What? No. I think if you go another twenty minutes, maybe like you know what? Fly fishing after dark. You know what? Help me watch no. Naked and Afraid if they're really naked. 
They are naked. <laughs> no, well, they got I them blurries. Like, he oh, wants to see they nipples. They do a lot of butt shots, and they're not that great. Uh, uh, that's we, for me to say. Will wants to see something swinging. That's for me, that's he wants that's to see for, some peen. That's yeah. for me to, <laughs> he wants to see it swinging around. You can, tell, you can tell, though, when the girls have clip-ons or that's not. That's for me to say. They show some side boobage every now and then. They're cl- mm-hmm. It's good. Paul watches Naked and Afraid. I love Naked and Afraid. Are you fucking kidding? I, I don't have show. cable. I, I think a more a better show would be like Naked and Naked and Aggravated. Naked, <laughs> <laughs> naked and pissed off. Yeah. They Just get pissed off. Titties swinging around everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's do this. A little Blackhawk for you. God, this is a great video. Check I missed it. Goodbye. We got to do more of this. We. Let's do it at least every two or three We're weeks. Supposed it, to do it. Like you guys need week. to coordinate better because he can't be here on the weekends and you're gone all the time. Y'all need to do I it every other week. week. Hey guys, let's do this more often. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. Let's gonna let this song ride out a little bit. Let's sing along with it. Here it goes. Redemption, no reconciliation. Just a big red goodbye and lipstick on the wall. Goodbye says it all. Goodbye. Oh, sorry. The video is so bad. You remember his golf clubs oh, were bent? And he like so looks at him like they're bent. Next to the Travis Tritt trilogy, this oh is pretty gosh, strong. Yes. Goodbye says it all. Sing it with me, Myra. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Come on, Myra. Let's get up and dance a little bit. Anyway. Give me some matches. Come on. Come on, Myra. Come on. Come on. You and me. Yeah. Come on, Myra. Hello? What? Where do you want to go next, Myra? St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> and then where am I? Nashville. <laughs> Top it all off, we're going to end up in where? Charleston. Yes. yes. When, when are we going to get to Charleston? The roost come off. Oh <laughs> I thought she was going to say the roost. Uh, she was so sure of herself. Oh, is that Paul? <laughs> All right. Let's uh, face this thing down. Yeah, it's only three hours. So. Shit. Should we try to make it eight more minutes? No, no, I'm, just, no I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This is where we can put in like hidden messages about Larry Latrell. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's awkward and silent. Now it's awkward and silent. No, what, what do we do? It's true. He doesn't listen to this point. That is true. He doesn't? So. He doesn't listen all the way to the end? No, he doesn't. No, Larry, he's, he's, bitch. A, he's a hot point. Let's talk shit about him. Big we time. Can, you can say whatever you want right here. Oh, this is great. We got one more song that we this can play. This is Larry's you Corner. Yeah. Larry's Corner. Just for Paul. Larry's Corner. Talking to Larry in the trap. <laughs> one big old tall drink of water. He's a real piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> he talks all wise and shit. That jive turkey used to be a 5 That's right. Loves Hell's Bays and big old booties. Looks like Jesus needs to take a shot.
son of a gun. And his sidekick from the podcast, Gary the Unemployed Lifeguard. Gary's. Gary's high school musician brother. Is he a magician or a creep? Or both? Trick question. All magicians are creeps. We caught no redfish, but look, out of my jacket pocket, three pigeons. Pushbow, I don't know. Let's put it out in scars. <laughs> About 18 points. Nine hands. <laughs> are, mosquito re- are Mosquito Lagoon Redfish really hard to catch, or do we just suck? <laughs> Magic. <laughs> is that a 15-pound leader behind your ear? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> Sorry about that. My back cast got a little wild. <laughs> Sorry, I'll put your tie in a bimini knot. <laughs> All right. There it was. I'm about to turn it off. I'm doing it. it. We're out of beer anyway. Such a great song. Like first, if you're still listening to this, throw some reviews on our little podcast. That's a good uh, point. That is a good point. You gotta do something for us. Let us know that we're loved. Maybe we're not loved. Let us know we're hated. Well, yeah, that's fine. Have they Twitter reviews? Yeah, so I guess we just don't ask for. Yeah, we've been around longer. They might have as many shows as we do. But no, we don't have as no, as many tricks up our sleeve. Mm. We also have fewer magicians on our staff. <laughs> We, what, what did Will say on that text? What did Gary? You know, he's just check, he's checked out. Yeah, he's already on point. What was that picture? Well, what did Will say? It's, it's high school graduation pictures. Right so one is of Gary. Get in there. One is of Gary and one is of Avery. So the one of Gary, Will replies, Gary looks like a psycho, and Avery looks like a magician. <laughs> For my next trip, I get the trick at the boat ramp. I will now solve this maverick in half. Would you, can you confirm this is a 50-quart Yeti cooler full of water? I'll tell you what. Everyone in the Taylor Park was like, you know what? Avery looks like a magician. Let's name this one Psycho Magician. Psycho Magician. Uh, the Gillette Family Fortune. Here we go. Thanks, everyone. We're out. All right, Who wants it. the last word? Lawson? Uh, 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 bye. Wilson wants to. Maybe Will does. The meatloaf! <laughs>